ToadHopNetwork.com. It's Huff and Stapes. Huff and Stapes Radio Show. Live on the Toad Hop Network is another tastier Tuesdays here at the John Lovitz Comedy Club and Podcast Theater from beautiful Universal City, California. We have so much to do on the show tonight that, Joe, I figured I would take the show description that you wrote for the Toad Hop Network and just read it. Sure. Because I don't really want to have to do any work. No problem. Um, this week on Huff and Stapes, Stapes and awkward call screener Drew's love affair continues to not exist. The boys buckled <laughs> down for their first ever live stage show and special guest Dean Del Rey. Also, they're cleaning, they wrote cleaning at the mailbag. I assume you got that right. Cleaning out the mailbag. So write in about whatever you like. Glitches, retirements, MFers of invention, Morlocks, rants, compliments, praise, advice. Ship them us at HuffandStapes.com. That just about tells you. What's coming up? I've, that was so well written. That really was kind of good. It was like yeah. I actually got into that read because it was so well, well written. Other <laughs> I than, thought this was going to be Scott outing me for. I thought I was like, oh man, what what stapes heavy <laughs> preview did I write? Mm-hmm. And uh, this week stapes is back from London with all kinds of stories about stapes in London. That's right. Also, email stapes at huffandstapes dot com. <laughs> I do have stories about being in London. Actually, you know, everyone says that. Uh, People from London drive on the wrong side of the road, but I was there, and they drive on top, just like everybody else. <laughs> give, them, give them the rim shot. <laughs> give it to them. Sorry, the top. They drive on the top. On the top. Uh, you can find us, uh, us at HuffandStapes.com if you want to email any of those uh, aforementioned things. Also, at HuffStapes on Twitter. Uh, you can find the show every Tuesday night on the Toad Hop Network, ToadHopNetwork.com, and Thursdays on Extreme Talk XM165. That's real-life satellite radio. Um, excited to have Dean Del Rey on the show. I think he has left the Toad Hop Network, though. So this is sort of a Huff and Stapes exclusive. I was a little nervous really? putting, putting mm-hmm. it in the... 
in the show description that I was supposed to send to Toad Hop. I thought they were going to fire back, Dean Del Rey is not welcome here. I don't know if Dean Del Rey even knows where he's going. He's got the time. He was off from the time by like 10 minutes. I'm not sure if he even knows he's coming back to Toad he said Hop. He, was gonna, he said he was going to be on Huff and Stapes at 9, 10 p.m. He said 9, 20. I'll be there. He's like, I'll be on at 9.20. Is that like, when we shit. have to take a break? <laughs> yeah, it, that's the thing. It is where we have to take a break. And whenever someone names a time that specific, it makes me feel like I'm then locked in. Like, yeah. someone says 9.30, you're like, yeah, we're going to have a moment, 9.35, 9.40, yeah. whatever. If someone's like, I'll be on the show at 9.20, and he's got tats, and he's much bigger than me, I'm like, yeah. all right, 9.20 it is, Dean Del Rey, or whatever I was about to call him, Dion Del Rey. You were going to say, don't Dion. hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't kill me, Del Rey. Don't hurt me, Del Rey. Yeah. Were you listening to Two Guys and a Mic before we got in here? I was, yeah. The show before us, Two Guys and a Microphone Los Angeles. Yes. They were reading some email from a fan. Now, I wouldn't even do this. Here's the thing about me, right? Oh, if boy. I get like It sounds negative- like you're about to do something that you're saying <laughs> you wouldn't do. That's just my read. That's your read? Yeah. Well, here's the thing, right? It's like if I were to get an email about how our show stole a fan yeah. from Two Guys and a Mic or whatever, yeah. I probably wouldn't even read it. Scott, we can't even go down this road right now because I'm going to say things that are going to make me sound like such a cocky bastard. <laughs> well, here's what I'm. Uh, b- anyway, I'm not sweating. Before we got, That's all I'm saying. Before I'm we got in cool. here, before we got in here, two guys and a mic were reading an email from a fan of ours who said, "I tuned into the Toad Hop Network for Huff and Stapes." Yes. And they were like, "Bah bah bah." Obviously, oh, Fuck obviously, guys. that's why they tuned into the Toad yeah, Hop Network. Fuck those guys. They're uh, and whatever. And then they were like, they got to the end of the email. And by the end, the guy said, "And now I, I stayed for you. You guys are my new favorite show on the network." Blah blah blah. And I just and too say, bad oh, that no. email was sent by Scott Hoff at gmail.com. Burned. <laughs> got you again, two guys and a mic. No, I was just gonna say, look. If they took one of our fans, that's fine, because Two Guys on a Mic is my favorite charity. Oh, <laughs> see? Oh, happy. Oh, boy. Didn't know where that was going to yep. go. Yeah, <laughs> that, listener, <laughs> no clue. Yeah. that listener was tax deductible. <laughs> <laughs> that listener was definitely a write-off if he's liking Two Guys on a Mic LA better than us. By the way, Hans, you're fired from the show. You can't listen anymore. <laughs> that's it. We don't want you back. <laughs> you just kidding really Hans. i'm glad you like two guys i love two guys in a mic i'm a huge fan they had uh, the girl from eastbound and downtown abbey on tonight i love that <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, a good get though that's a good get that, a good show, get. that show is huge that show is hysterical yeah. Booby, show. i'm your white knight <laughs> uh guys in the box uh dicks in the boxes in there is uh drew here wait here she comes oh she's, she's walking oh look at this drew is late i was gonna say where when is i wake she? up in my morning and you know that's that song about being late from Saved by the Bell. The one call we were going to get already came in. Yep, I saw Two and that. a half minutes ago. Hmm. Drew, what the shit, man? Did she walk in yet? Yeah, she's this is the thing about This is the thing about Drew, and I love Drew. She's great. But here's the thing about Drew. Yeah. She would not stop bothering me. When Wait, she can someone first Lewis. handcuff her to the desk before we start talking about yeah. her so she can't <laughs> run out? <laughs> Unless you, unless you guys have already worked out some sort of handcuffing to the desk situation. Oh, right God, now. Scott, please. Oh, that no. is rude. Rude oh, and false. That and is false. just rude. No, but like when she found out that Lewis had the fantastic job of being our, or Lewis, sorry, Lewis is not considered a job. He considers it a very right. long favor. He gets fucking yep. Lewis, when Lewis decided to do us a very long favor mm-hmm. of being and our video guy. Favor. Yes, very generous, very long favor of being our video guy. Drew was like throwing a conniption that she wasn't invited to come be a part of the show. So I offer her the job mm-hmm. of being the call screener on the show, like she's the call screener And at she work. hasn't stopped regretting that moment ever since. Of course, probably. and now she's showing up late. It's like, it was the biggest deal in the world. And now she just clearly doesn't give a shit. She's now walked out. She's been well, here for six really weeks. Is? She's walked out on a show, 
And now she's showing up Scott, late. Scott, it's very hard to she's get still somewhere. Me. It's cool. It's very hard to get somewhere in Los Angeles by 9 p.m. It is, yeah. It's nearly impossible. <laughs> she left work before me. <laughs> I've had Panda Express, got into a rhubarb with the two guys on a microphone in Los Angeles. Do you eat Panda Express? I ate Panda Express, yeah. Wow. I feel like you would just not go there ever. I don't so, eat healthy. I didn't. Uh, oh. Really? No. Yeah. Well, it's not sushi. So I got I a bone to pick with Drew. <laughs> Do you? Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't hear last week's show, but it was reported to me. That's oh. not nice. I would have listened to a show yeah, why? that you were on if I ever let you do one without me, which I wouldn't, because <laughs> I'm too scared of what might happen if you do a show without me. Touche. Right. Um, that apparently Drew on last week's show said that I was gross. She did, I think, say something similar. No, I don't think she said you were gross. Like, I don't think she me straight up said you were gross. The call screener doth protest too much. Mm. Possibly. I didn't think she said you were gross. I think she said the thought of making out with you was she gross. Did. Oh, there's definitely no difference whatsoever. It's... She says, I, I heart she your says, hair, Stapes. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. No, you're not going to do that to me. She almost got me. Of course you're going to get She's praying to your biggest weakness. She almost... <laughs> vanity. Vanity. <laughs> vanity. <laughs> um, that's my shitty Al Pacino, Johnny Ice. That's very good. <laughs> Before you get back to that, by the way, did you see that uh, Johnny Ice shaved his beard? Because, he totally le- did. Yeah, and because I asked him about she it. She called him an emoji last week. What is an emoji? You haven't seen an is emoji? That, that is the dessert that you get at sushi, right? Like no. That is mochi. Yeah. Mm. Emojis are like those little icons in text messages. Where it's Emoticons. Like, it's like a girl no, they're dancing. No, they're like and then much it's like more a guy advanced. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's very much oh, more I, You know which one I like is the like all the equal signs and then the greater than sign and then the squiggly lines because that's someone uh, busting a nut. That's not it. That's not it either. That's those my are, favorite those emoji. Are, uh, macros. Barely, those are macros. Fucking A. There's gotta, right. I guarantee you there's a splooging emoji. Anyway, uh, the, emoji, the emojis are like things you could never make with letters. It's like a, a pile of poop with like eyeballs you. or, you know, funny God. little yeah, race car flag. Or smiling poop yeah. is one. Okay. Um, <laughs> the yeah. two guys on a mic were here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> they were just off we camera left. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway. Um, no, I asked him. I was like, oh, so the beard, it's gone. Wonder what happened. Yep. And he goes, yeah, the wife hated it. <laughs> I don't believe it. Yeah. I think it's because I said something about it. I think it is. I think good. his wife probably yeah. hates you. <laughs> yeah. Probably isn't totally false. Most, most wives do. That's yeah. um, check out. So anyway, back to Drew. Okay, so she then, said that it the thought of making out with you was gross. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Which actually, the compliment she just gave me about my hair normally would have been enough to to sort of make up for that. But then she pump faked me this weekend, mm-hmm. like I was trying to hang with her, and she's like, "You want to go to the Clippers game tomorrow?" But you were trying to hang with her. Yeah, maybe. Oh, man. Okay. But that's interesting how the story changes when we're on air and then when we're off air. I don't. It's I really mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter like who whoa, started whoa, texting whoa, who. Whoa, seven whoa. beers deep. I don't want to. I don't want to throw salt on your game here or anything. But it's interesting that you see. Drew was telling the truth. I was so ready to just fire off About on her, what? but she was telling the truth because I said to her something at work today, like, "Yo, why are you ignoring Stapes' text messages? Like, this is just getting messy for work. You guys, why are you saying around. that to her? Because first whatever, of all, it doesn't what matter. Doing? Look, because I didn't swear you to secrecy. That means you could just, you just no, have free no, no, reign. No, no, no. She brought it up. But anyway, the point was, she was like, she goes, she goes. <laughs> I didn't. Secret, by the way, all Scott all day long never mentions talking to Drew. Never, we're on I am all day until he leaves me for two hours. Now I know what you were doing. Drew barely talks to me anymore after the incident two weeks ago where she left because of something you said. But anyway, you were telling me <laughs> off air, you're like, Drew texted me if I wanted to go to the Clippers game or not. And I wrote back. And Which she never true. wrote back to me. And then just now as you were setting up the story, you said, I was trying to hang out with Drew. Right. Which means you initiated. I never you said I didn't initiate. You initiated. It. All I said is that Drew asked me to hang oh, out. Oh, come on. Which what? is true. Give me a break. Which is true. 
that sounds to me like you were okay. Anyway. But it was a lie by omission, Joe. I wasn't trying to. I just said the truth right now. It's not like I slipped up all of a sudden. Like I just didn't tell it that way. I apologize. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we don't have honesty. What anyway, do we have? it was St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, "What are you guys doing?" And she said, "We're at such and such place." And I was like, "I don't feel like it. I'm not going out." Then she said, "Do you want to go to the Clippers game tomorrow?" And I responded, "What time?" Mm-hmm. Never got a response. Ooh. I woke up at like ten o'clock the next morning because I'm a Jackie's loser. Jackie's our court stenographer. She's taking. Ooh. It gives you any furious typing. That's Jackie writing down I'm everything that happened for the record. That way, so if watch you catch because we're live. If now. you catch me in another lie, you can go back to Jackie's log. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm tracking it. So, <laughs> <laughs> all of them. You're tracking the logs? All your lies. All the lies, okay. They're all in bullet No wonder you've been typing so furiously. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so, because I'm a loser, I woke up at 10 o'clock the next morning and looked up what time the game was, oh even boy. though I hadn't heard back. Yep. And mm. I saw it was at 12.30, and I was like, I'm not going to do it, though. I'm not going to be like, so, like, what's up with the whole game? So I just was like, eh, okay, it didn't happen. So around 1.30, I text Drew and say... Hey, so I'm um, outside Staples. Uh, is someone going to come out and bring me my ticket? And she wrote back, I wrote to you and you never you never responded to me. And I but, said, well, I did. I asked you what time. And then that was it. Radio silence again. again. Yeah. Drew. Julius, what's Drew, going on? What is what in the world? Come in here again, please. I think she <laughs> I think she maybe wrong texted me with <clears throat> the with the with, with the Clippers invite. Oh, like she didn't mean to send it to you? Yeah. This is this That's is getting this is just getting this is ridiculous. Web. Okay, no, beyond beyond Mike, mic. please. This is a radio. How did I misread the text? Do you want to go to the Clippers game tomorrow? We, no, not that text. You misread <laughs> the text where I said I texted like five guys and whoever responded first got to go and you didn't respond first. Oh, you text that is five, so much worse than like five that's guys. a worse scenario than oh I could have possibly play imagined. On Holy shit. I just no, got the guy wanted to go with didn't want to go, so I was like pissed at him. And then I was like, fine. Well, this just got worse. It was actually even worse than that. It was this worse was than the setup. This is a huge setup for the fucking beginning. I know it. Oh my god, I love your style, <laughs> <No>. Drew. <laughs> Where you get this is so much trouble for you to it? get out. I know. This, that was like the worst. That was like a thirty six point turn he just tried to make. Drew, what I the shit? I love sh- okay. your style. Wait a second. So the guy that you wanted to go with in the first didn't place want didn't want to go didn't with want you. Then I was like, fine. I'm gonna whatever. I text. Other I mean this people. with no offense to the um, homosexual community, but what Unbelievable. gay? What, what gay didn't want to go to a Clippers game with you <laughs> that you invited Rude. him to? Yeah, on a. He just, he just, that's broken. I wanted to that's stay, but I was too angry. To even Staves, so he's ruining to even stay out of the studio. Staves isn't known for his finesse, and yes, you did just break some of the soundproofing. I don't care. My heart's broken. Your hair <laughs> really does look good, though. Thank you. Was so, it like that this weekend? Yep. <laughs> <sighs> sure was. Probably better. Fresher cut. And no, it's cleaner. actually better when it grows in a little bit. Agreed. We're just getting to the bottom of this. The guy you wanted to go with somehow refused going... Yeah, he didn't want to go, so I was mad at him. Wait, why like, didn't well, he want to go with you? Let's get to the bottom of that. Yeah, why is he being such a dick? So I was one of five possible no, assholes. Six. six. Was this no, like no, a no. group text? There was the one guy that she was trying to make mad, and I was one of the fucking go-to... Other five, so you're still right. one of, that's you, still one of six. You would have responded No, first, I'm one of five in you. the second tier. Right, you're one of five in the second yeah, tier of guys. Yeah, but she picked you to make someone else jealous. Was me asking... So sweet. (laughs) Was me asking you what time considered, like, did that hold my place, or was I already out? You were already out then. I was going to say, that's pretty raw. Three responses by then. 
Oh, you were number and four. And then you misread my, can you get the texts out? Like you misread my last text. Can you get all of the texts out? Probably. Would that be a hard thing for you to do or is that easy? Are you, you just like, I know that you can't out? respond with a reasonable down. amount of time. <laughs> I, I am mean, that's, so that's happy that I don't a, have to do stuff like this anymore. kind of a good anymore. sign, though, because if she picked you to make someone Let's else see. jealous. Let's see. Last one received from Drew, 3 a.m. You're going to pick a loser to make someone Sunday. else jealous. All right, blondes, relax. We're trying to get to the bottom hey, of the I'm just, hey, I'm... You're just, the two of you hey, are prattling on and trailing off like nothing I've ever I, seen over there. I, if Hold I was trying to make Clint jealous, I wouldn't yeah, you can see go it get first. like a wackadoodle. If you did anything with another guy, I said, you ever going to come out here with my ticket? It's cold and getting dark. She said, ha. Oh no, that was the last one of the night. That would have been awesome if you were. She really said, "Ha, huh, you were the last to respond." Wow, so that's not. That's a response. Yeah, no, but you, you, you didn't explain that. the rules, though. He misread. Well, that's fair. That's you sure didn't. Do you want to go? It's to her game. Game together. Do you yes, have season tickets I to the do. Clippers? No, no, no I don't actually. No, <laughs> you only get one oh, or yeah. two chances with me, tops. You've blown it twice now. Oh, give her three. Can I have three? Just give her three. I don't know. It's real I have love. to think about it. I'll tell you what. If I can get Haralabob's tickets courtside, Haralabob's. you and I are going to go. I would love to go with you. You and I are going to go. I will because lock that date is, right now. This is fucking bullshit. What? I'm going to call bullshit where I see... You texted... Wait, Scott, did I respond guys. fast enough for you right there? You did. Yes, thank you. Are you sure I didn't you miss were one it? Of, you were one of one invite. Wait, wait, wait. Why was an exaggeration? Why wasn't I invited? I'm a great wing I woman. I would go with you. I don't have your number. Oh, my God. I'm giving it You're not getting it either. I mm-hmm. hope there comes a time where there's a text message or something read on air where you two mistake something for having made out with each other or not, and then there's a walkout. <laughs> like, I'm looking forward to that day. It was actually such a great thought that I couldn't even formulate that sentence completely, I but I hope I that it happens. I got it. I, I understood, understood what, what I was saying. saying. Yes. It was a bit tangential to get there, but I got back <laughs> to yet, it. It was a yet. tangential but callback. After but. a couple more beers. What? Okay. All right. I'm <laughs> down to awesome. fund. I'm down to bankroll this whole operation. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Three dollars. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Okay. What's also what? Why were you late to be to work at nine o'clock? Work? You mean to big favor? Yeah, it's a big favor. <laughs> ask, ask Lewis. <laughs> Good call. Lewis is poisoning everyone in there in the, in the box. He's like, you know, He's you like, guys you don't know. Even have to get here till 9:15. <laughs> you guys know this isn't a job, right? You know, these guys are just two complete assholes. Who call you out of the air. <laughs> like seriously, fuck these guys. Why are we even still here? He's gonna stage a, a walkout. Oh, it's a Warsaw uprising in there. He's, yeah. right. he's like sketchily writing something. He is. He is sketchily writing something. That is, um, he's literally sketchily. I didn't know Lewis is left-handed. <laughs> um, you want? Oh no. Okay, I definitely yeah, no, don't. We yeah. don't. We don't. He, Lewis uh, just played his trump card. Yeah, he played. He played the trump chart. Trump chart. <laughs> <laughs> retard pictures. That's right. Lewis oh, just threatened no. to bring back the pictures of retarded people. Therefore, he played Lewis. the trump chart. Okay, bringing Drew back into this for a second. Who was yeah. the guy that you didn't going with? Um, was was he uh, more fun than Stapes? No. Get closer to the know. microphone, please. Like, closer. What do you mean you don't Jackie, know? Now, Jackie, you get Williams? closer. Jackie, now you get closer to the microphone. Now, Drew, I you thought, get closer I to the microphone. I thought you were going to tell her to eat it for a second. Like, <laughs> get, you got to get close enough to it. I don't like getting it. Okay, well, anyway, how, who is this guy? Um, This guy. This other guy. I want to know who didn't want to go with you. Yeah, who Zach. didn't want to go? Another guy. That was sure. me the first time she asked. Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. So, are you like uh, together with the guy that you did end up going with? No. Oh, are you together with the guy that you made jealous with the other five guys? Mm. Oh, oh wow. it's complicated. That? All right. But I'm holding out for Joe. I this don't is, think you that's know what true, this is. Because not when I express interest, I'm gross. But when you yeah. got the text message, where you're like, "I'm going to play it cool and not reply for like." 
eight minutes. No, because <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. I was thinking about whether or not I wanted first. to go to the Clippers game. The thing is, like, because I don't really care about sports, but I was like, you know what, Drew's really fun. I'll probably have a good time. So then I wanted to just know what time it was. Mm. Well, you and you four other guys thought Drew was more fun than you did. I guess so. Oh well, I guess so. Thank you. Can we get a big round of applause for Drew for holding it together for more than a minute? Thank you, Drew. Nicely done, Drew. Was that a middle finger? I dr- <laughs> what? And there we go. And she'll be gone in the next two minutes. She can't walk out. <laughs> She's during just grabbing her purse. The interview. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's make sure she has all of her Got shit. Got my purse and Where she walks out. She clogged in a solid five I got minutes. Set <laughs> up. <laughs> Thank you, Drew. <laughs> she set me up so hard. That was absurd. That I was an unbelievable quite... setup because if I had known what had happened, I'd have never brought it up on the air. Of course not. That's oh. brutal. God, that's genius, Drew. I can't believe that I'm like I don't want to hurt myself right now. He chose poorly. <laughs> how how old are you, Drew? Twenty three, something like that. Because you two both thinking that this is cool. It's just not cool. I just got rope a doped. Yeah, so hard. Rope a doped. Good radio. I didn't read out the uh, phone number triple eight five two zero four three seven four. If you want to <laughs> weigh in on this whole situation. I feel like we should get some fan opinions on what's going on here. Someone the wrote is, on, my, on my Facebook that they feel oh, hell bad for Joe. <laughs> hell bad? Yeah, almost positive it says hell bad. <laughs> you're me, almost let, positive you're not sure if you're reading right? No, I, I clicked out of it. Oh, okay. Hell Fi- bad. No, just feel hell bad for Joe. Dot, dot, dot. Feel hell bad. Love him. <laughs> Lex Ka. My favorite poker player, Lex Ka. Feels <laughs> hell bad. Yeah. Hell bad. <laughs> Should we talk about the live show real quick? Just make sure we get our plugs in so people yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people, I appreciate all of the friends, you know, all of our friends and friends of friends who are coming to the show. But, um, you know, all of you waiting till the last second to buy tickets. We sold plenty. It's it's actually going really, really well. Is Everyone's really? pleased. Yeah, it's going so great. Good. It's going to be yeah. a lot of fear. It's going to be a party. It's going to be a blast. But I know a lot of people from work and stuff like that are <clears> that are just like, hey, can I buy them at the door? I'm like, yeah, that's cool and everything, but it would be so much better if you bought them yeah. online before so we know how many people are going to be here. It's sort of like RSVPing with money, and we would really <laughs> appreciate it if you could just do that. I agree with Scott's uh, cause, but not necessarily his effect. Yes, I want you to buy your tickets online, but I don't care to know how many people are going to be here. I just want I will want to be comforted by that fact. That you bought them? That no, you know you're coming? That, like... I guess you're right, Scott. No, you. how else are we going to know how many people are coming? I, I don't think we need to know how many people are coming. We just need to know. We just want it to be an impressive number, which will make give us more confidence. Like, Wait, are we giving like party bags? Do we need to know how many people no, are No, we're coming? giving away a gas generator, though. Yes, we are giving away a gas generator. Uh, we are, yeah. Okay. yeah I mean, all of a sudden, I, Lewis wants to show up now. He looked in here and he was like, what gas generator? I know how many <laughs> people, how many of you out there are preparing for the zombie apocalypse, okay? It's not uncommon. You probably got the bag of knives. You got some bottled water. You've got maybe the shotgun. The gas generator is the crown jewel in a lot of people's zombie apocalypse cl- kits. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> that was real close. <laughs> Almost. Huh? Uh, and so I think that that would be a very, you know, that's, that's, it's an expensive piece. The thing is like 300 bucks. It's mm-hmm. brand new. It's in the box. And uh, all you got to do, fill it up with gasoline, unleaded. It's not a diesel unit. It's unleaded. <laughs> you, pu- so you pull the chain. <laughs> it's true, though. And it will run. Th- you can plug things into it. <laughs> like I electricity. I don't know what that is. You don't know what a plug is? No. What is it? A generator? A generator. So if the power goes out, Jackie, you fire <laughs> up this. You fire up this like engine. Like a lawnmower? Like a lawnmower. Really? And, yeah. And oh. then, But it's got a bunch of power outlets It's an energy it. lawnmower. That's right. Do you know the energy Would you prefer to be called an energy energy lawnmower? An energy lawnmower? An en- energy thing. You know that thing that uh, like Optus Prime puts in the center of his chest? I've never she seen has no idea what you're talking about. 
Of course, she, why would, she probably has a better shot of knowing actual science than knowing Transformers. Sure. Yeah, yeah I know the circulatory system Tough. really well. Why don't you make oh. a Thundercats analogy for her while you're at it? <laughs> so you remember in He-Man, <laughs> when he was Prince whatever, Adam? Uh, yeah, so we're giving away that thing. It's good. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll power a, a laptop, which I know that you'll be using to what You'll still need to keep up with pornography. During the zombie apocalypse, mm-hmm. so it'll come in handy for that. Well, yeah. I wouldn't recommend running it for lo- long periods of time, however, though, because the noise does tend to attract walkers. So there you go. We're getting a gas generator yeah. at our show. It's yeah. only now. Can you please just quickly? Why the hell are we giving away a gas generator? It's because cause it was it was a gift you tried to give someone. Wasn't I tried it? to give yeah. I tried to give it to Sam for Christmas. <laughs> Sam rented some vacation property. Mm-hmm. Well, we did together. Right. Uh, here in Los Angeles in Topanga Canyon. It's a shack. It's a one-room shack. Uh, has no electricity, no running this water. This is a true story. Why don't you give it to Scott? He can plug his car into it. <laughs> there you go, Scott. Uh, thank you, Jackie. What? Except it's he could probably just boogie, woogie, woogie, woogie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and he, he just said the generator was too loud. He couldn't use it up there. So it's been sitting in my living room. Wow. For the last few months, but it's the most expensive new thing I have, so it's given. A, I'm giving it away, brand new in the box. Well, you can win it. I don't know how we're going to give it away. I want to do it like <laughs> Oprah's favorite things, where we just put like a red dot under someone's chair, and they win it for having the red dot under their chair. You get the gas generator. Joe wanted to cover one chair in gasoline and throw a match out into the crowd, <laughs> and whoever was set it's ablaze like a wins it. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like I don't want anyone to get hurt. Just like a. Whoever chair lights on fire wins it. Yeah, that means you're the winner. You're the winner. So, live show, uh, Huff and Stapes, late as shit, (laughs) March 23rd. That's this Friday night, 10 p.m. And apparently, John Lovitz and Ian Bagg are doing stand-up right before. So, if you want to come in and catch the show before, 8 o'clock, John Lovitz. Lovitz? I'd like to. John Lovitz. John Lovitz. (laughs) You know, um... We've the show's gonna be awesome too. By the way, it's gonna be really fun. Not only are we giving away a gas generator new in the box, the crown jewel of your zombie apocalypse kit. Uh, we are gonna have sketches. Yep. We're gonna have video tape, pre-taped sketches that we're gonna show you guys. Also true. We're gonna be playing one of our probably our most laugh out loud funny game, which I don't want to give it away. What that is, we're gonna be playing that. Uh, we're gonna allow the audience to participate in the round robin joke off. Yep. Uh, oh, wow. Which is going to be fun. It's going to be a really fun show. And Jackie, by the way, is in one of the sketches we shot. And Jackie isn't... Jackie can acty. Yeah, she can. How have you not <laughs> like, pursued that? Seriously, you're a ridiculous... You're so good. You were amazingly are you, are you good. Lying? No, no, not and at you all. Had you had your lines good. memorized. I was so impressed with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk, we've been talking about it all week. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I don't know. So, I'm just a natural, awesome. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so great, there you Jackie. go. March 23rd, 10 p.m., the John Lovitz Theater. Tickets are 10 bucks plus some fees and whatnot. You'll probably have to valet park your car. But if you bring someone who's never watched the show before or heard of it, we will give you a shot. So uh, there you go. 888-520-4374 is the telephone number. Coming up right after the break, we got Dean Del Rey in studio. I think formerly of the Toad Hop Network. My goodness, we're going to get to the bottom of some things with Dean. 888-520-4374. Email the show if you have any questions for Dean. Us at HuffinStapes.com. Or find us on Twitter at HuffStapes. This is the Huff and Stapes Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network and Extreme Talk XM 165. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. 
If you missed the right turn. Paul Menard's car looked really good yesterday, yeah. man. He was yeah, up there. Yeah, the highlighter. I called him the highlighter. It was just neon, man, all <laughs> over the place. But he did have a I great run. Make, oh, he had a great run. But the whole time I was watching him, I was thinking, I wonder if they make condoms in that color. <laughs> like high yellow, just Night neon. Banana flavor. It's perfect. Oh, Jesus. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know either. Thank God. The Right Turn with Daryl and Danny. Monday evenings at 6 Pacific, only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
Love and Saves Radio Show on the Toadop Network, www.toadopnetwork.com and Extreme Talk XM 165. Scott Huff, Joe Stapleton, back from London, Jackie Bray in the house, and uh, joining us right now, comedian, actor. You've seen him in movies like Quentin Tarantino's Hellride and The Long Shots with gangster rapper Ice Cube, or at least that's what I read on his Twitter account. <laughs> it's Dean Del Rey. That's right. <laughs> Oh, it's right there in your Twitter feed, Dean. Fake applause. You, you, you ever been in this? You ever been in this studio before, Dean? Uh, what's going on, bud? Moving over. Oh, at least we have the guys from oh, two guys on a mic putting to work for us here. Yeah. Oh, he's trying Dean to tell you camera. to leave. Am I right here? Uh. So, Dean, I feel like we have an exclusive with you, man. Uh, you were, uh, of course, the host, or still are the host, of Poolside with Dean Del Rey. That's right. Yet here you are, and Poolside is uh, no more on the Toad Hop Network. Can I ask a question really quick before we sure. get to that? Yeah. Dean, are you like a B.A.? What's that? Are you like a badass? Oh. You have several <laughs> tattoos. Because uh, I would not fuck I, with I you. I would never call myself a B.A., that's for sure. Real badasses yeah, but, don't have to. I was going to yeah. say they don't yeah. have to, so you haven't yeah. really answered the question yet. Uh, I, I, <laughs> How likely are you to throw down? Nah, man. Not I'm very 40, likely. 46, man. At a fight. time in your life, though? Nah. Never nah. a hothead? No. All right, so you're just a cool dude then. I don't like hotheads, man. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, you know I mean, don't it's care just for hotheads, bullies. Shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, more, you should have said you I'm were into a, chicks. A <laughs> no, no. You know what I mean? What for? Well, just just so now you've given him a really long leash. Now that you said you're not going to crack his skull open, oh, this yeah. interview yeah, could go in all kinds of crazy <laughs> directions. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. You can Dean, ask do you like movies about gladiators? Nope. <laughs> I don't. You guys that so seriously? Nope. No. I don't like gladiator movies. Yeah. So wait. Let's get let's get back to <laughs> okay, poolside with Dean Del Rey. I want to know like who we got you're dealing with. Yeah. yeah well, now you, now you know. <laughs> wait. Do what's you... your name? I don't know your name. Joe. Stap Joe. I'm the Stapes. Okay. There you go, Joe. How they don't are call you, me man? the Stapes, but I'm the Stapes. What is that? Your Stapes. last name? Stapleton's my last name. Okay. Cool. So they call me Stapes. <laughs> That's right. Huff. That's Jackie. Yeah. That's yeah. Nick. We've yeah. I met Huff at uh, Improv. Yeah, well, I wanted to ask you about that, right? So I saw you at Improv, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Here's a guy who's on, uh, you know, who's on Toad Hop with us, but he's also got, a, you know, a, a good comedy career going for himself. He's been in movies, at bands, and whatever. So I was a little bit nervous to come up to you and introduce myself, but I was like, "I think that's what I should do. Like, I should go say what's up to this guy. We're on the same yeah, yeah. network, blah blah blah." And I felt like I had a really awkward, like I was awkward <laughs> in the internet. Did you feel like I was weird? Like I came up to you, I'm like, "Hey, Dean, man, you want to come on the show, man? Don't worry about it. I'm a loser, so if you don't want to come on, it's fine. I'm kind of a dickhead. So unbelievable. You had to ask him on as a guest to <laughs> have him validate." the conversation that you had with that's really awesome. I mean, uh, I mean uh, dude there's huge comics in that hallway so I'm nobody in there you know what I mean we I mean, got like Bill Burr yeah. in there and shit like that it's not I'm not gonna be like yeah I'm bad get out of here dude you know, I no, mean, you were super nice. If about you it, asked I it was me weird. about how to write jokes, I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> you didn't ask. Me Thank that. God you didn't ask that. Oh my God, he was going to ask that next. No, I, I mean sometimes people ask stupid shit in there. You're getting ready to go on, and they'll be like, "Hey, how do I get shows?" And it's like, "Get out of here!" <laughs> yeah, I'm going on right now. Oh, you, I'm sorry. Did you want this one? Here you yeah. go. <laughs> Let me just, let me just step weird. aside. Hope you brought your baseball glove. <laughs> So that was my next question for Dean was was when I called you to be like, hey, dude, where are the best open mics? And you were cool, super cool about that, too, though. Yeah, were, well, like, I mean, you know, when I started, I started a couple years ago, uh, I asked Chris D'Elia. The guy's a fucking huge star. I said, hey, where do I go? And he didn't go get out of here. He just said, do this. And that was it, you know. So at least I had some information, you yeah. know, because without the information, you're just going to go to the wrong spots and lose a year probably. You know? Really, you think it's that important when you're starting out? Because, I mean, Joe and I really are literally just starting out our comedy careers. We've been doing radio for a long time, and we've done some TV, uh, like stand hosting stuff. Stand-up comedy yeah. careers. Sta exactly. Stand-up comedy careers. We've been careers. floundering in other types of comedy for a long <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> 
But we've just started doing stand-up, and we've been to maybe five open mics total over the past three weeks or so. Is it that important when you're starting off in comedy to go to, quote-unquote, like the right spots? How important yeah. do you think that is? I mean, if, like I said, I go to the ha-ha in the valley because there's no one over there looking at you. You yeah. know what I mean? I mean, you go to the wrong one, there's a bunch of... Even though you're at an open mic, there's guys in there that have been doing comedy three, four, five years... That still can 20 be years. intimidating, Maria Bamford right? went up at our open mic night. Yep. Who did? Maria Bamford. Yeah, I mean, you still have to do I do open mics every day. You know, yeah. you got to do them or else you just... I mean, if you're going in and you're doing the Laugh Factory or the Comedy Store, you don't want to be doing new shit in there um, because... If you eat it, they're going, hey, dude, we gave you a shot, and you're in here eating it. Don't right. fucking try us, you know? Yeah. Try new shit out. And if you're a huge comic, you can, because you can just kill for a while and then switch into something. So you've right? only been doing it a couple years? Yeah, two years, a little uh, a little over two years. Really? So what were you doing before before that? I mean, you've been in movies, obviously, so you yeah. didn't use comedy to launch your acting career. What's kind of your, your I played path? music for 25 years. That's Are you from here? No, I'm from San Francisco. From San Francisco. Was, yeah, you had like a California vibe about you. Yeah, Bay Area my whole life. I moved here 10 years ago. But I've been here like all my life. I played music here forever. So it was, felt like I've always been here, you know? So what, why music and then the move into comedy? I mean, I, I did read something online about how you used to do sometimes at your shows, you would do like comedic impersonations while you were also playing music or you that, mixed it that in that was only on one tour <laughs> with really. the wallflowers that was towards the end um i had played music like 20 years uh and then by the time i was touring with the wallflowers um you know i had to i, I wanted to kind of try some stuff a little bit on the side to see what was happening but i didn't want to mix music and comedy i was just uh in between i would tell funny stories but I didn't do joke songs, you know. Yeah, you like, never, you're not going to be you're not going to be the guy who brings a a, a guitar up on no, stage like, with you or whatever. I hate that. Really, yeah. I, do, I actually kind of do too. I I don't like that for some reason. I, don't like I feel it like at it's, all. A, it's a cheat. It's I easy. was thinking of doing, especially it. if you're a musician and you hear the guy, he's just playing the same fucking thing over and over. He's going like, doom 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 doom, and then he's just telling jokes over this, you know boring riff for 20 minutes it's like fuck <laughs> you know what i mean it's like I, at I least carrot top has the balls to say what he does is prop comedy because let's face it these guitar guys it's all it is yeah it's kind one, of prop. yeah it's a huge prop one long prop yeah i mean you know it's I, not for me i'm not saying some people like it it's just not for me i was thinking someone's probably gonna steal this idea i was thinking of doing uh an act where i go up there with a guitar and i just never play it I just wear the guitar, <laughs> and a couple of times I look like I'm going to start to play it, and then I just go into my next joke. That's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dean hates it. He's not, he's not I'm not going to lie. It That's is the same actually thing. worse, because you're like, Get, exactly. take that off. Worse. <laughs> Look how bored those guys are in that fucking booth. No, over there. dude, they're not. They're 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 rocking out so we look good out there. That one girl is so bummed over there. She's like tweeting and just going, oh. <laughs> Drew just constantly getting called out that's on the show tonight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, our guest can you dress really nice for the show? I mean, it came from work. Yeah, tell people that. He's a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, we have to, dude. We all come from work. Where do that's you guys, what happens. Where do you guys work? Uh, I work at a film production company. This yeah. guy's a TV host. You, She's unemployed. Host too? It's called Fun Employed. Yeah, yeah Jackie's unemployed. Yeah. 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 Man, all right. Jackie, well, chicks don't need jobs. Jackie's still a student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I that's have, ridiculous. I have boobs. What do I need a job for? Exactly. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> you know? Were you like the funny guy on tour? Why did you decide that you should get into comedy from music? Uh, I I wanted to do comedy my whole life. But I grew up, when I grew up, when I was growing up, 
comics were like old. You know what I mean? It was like it was like uh, there wasn't young dudes like sixteen, seventeen going. We're doing comedy tonight. It was like Woody yeah. Allen and no, it was like Johnny Carson. It was like yeah, Johnny Carson. I'm not that old. Yeah, Woody Allen. Well, he's been around for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think Woody Allen did stand up in like the fifties or something. And he played the clarinet though. Prop comic. <laughs> yeah, Little known yeah. fact. Yeah. But I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like it was like Bill Cosby, Richard Pryor, Cheech and Chong, and those are the guys I was into. Yeah. But they were um, they were older people. You know, it wasn't like there was. I just didn't know how to get into it. You know. So and you know, I loved rock music, and. That's what I did. Neighborhood His guys. fallback career was being a rock and roll star. Yeah. That's unbelievable. I wasn't a star, though. <laughs> I, I, I put out records and stuff, but I wasn't a star. To me, somebody described star a couple days ago, and it was amazing. They said that you're a star when somebody's grandma recognizes you. <laughs> and point. I was like, that's a star. That's right. That's, that's a, a super. I think that's a superstar grandmother. Yeah. I, I think would it was say Chris mom. Rock. No, somebody didn't tell it to me. I saw it on Inside Comedy two days ago. Uh, Chris Rock said that. You know that show you've been watching? It? Yeah. The it's one on, is it Showtime? Yeah, Showtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that that particular one with Chris Rock was great. So what uh, what sort of level of success did you achieve as a musician? Or are you still currently like what you're? Well, I you're put records album? out. I yeah. put records out. Uh, I was signed by Linda Perry, um, who wrote. You know, she was in Four Non Blondes. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah, now yeah. She writes all the hits for you know like Pink. I heard and that. Yeah. Christina Aguilera and shit. But that, you know, I had a record deal. I've toured uh, for years. As Dean Del Rey? Yeah, I've been around the world. I toured with the Wallflowers, uh, Tom Petty, cool. Black Crows. <gasps> no way. Jackie yeah. loves Tom Petty. She is I'm a huge Tom, Tom Petty, Petty. Petty Yeah. Is you he were? really nice? Uh, I never saw him, really, oh, on the tour, you okay. know? Uh, when you're on tour with guys, you don't see it. You think, oh, yeah, you're going to see him. You don't see him. You guys aren't uh, fucking smoking weed on the bus and playing you are with some bands, playing gin. But not Tom Petty. You know, no, it's really? not Tom Petty. He smokes weed on his own. <laughs> you know what I mean? On his own time. I can smoke Tom. weed with and Mary dudes. Jane have their own dance hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was it something about the road, too? I mean, obviously, comedy is a road thing. Are you doing the real comedy circuit where you're headed? I mean, are you, you know, crossing the country and whatnot to do comedy at this point? You know, um, I'm not really doing the road because I'm getting on here so much. Like, yeah. I do the Laugh Factory and the Comedy Store nonstop. Uh, I, the road doesn't attract me unless it's like with, say, like uh, I go out with Bobby Lee or Chris D'Elia or Ian Edwards. If it's a friend and we're doing like great spots like the improv or something, yeah, but I'm not going to go do like, you know, Oklahoma for nine days or something. Yeah. Those gigs are, they're brutal, man. They're like Wednesday through Sunday and, and I don't, I don't think you really get anything from them except for money. I'd rather just try to get it here. Yeah, just keep, know? just keep hitting up LA. Yeah. How did, you, how did you get into acting before comedy? So many people use comedy, obviously, as a springboard to get into acting or other careers. They're up there hoping for the next thing to break. Yeah. How are you using it, or how did you get into acting before you even got into comedy? I, um, you know, I, I got hired to do a documentary film on Limp Biscuit, which was strange. I was making kind of... Uh, you got hired as a director? As yeah, a, I was making indie films. Kind of, uh, I made one on the Wallflowers, and then Interscope saw it, and they, they wanted me to do one for uh, Limp Bizkit. So I like how he says it, by the way. Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Uh, Limp Bizkit. <laughs> yeah. So I, met, uh, I went out to, uh, to uh, Lucas, Val Lucas Valley out there, Lucas Ranch, uh, the site in Marin County, and Limp Bizkit was doing a record, and I filmed a documentary on him. From there, I met up. With, I hooked up with Fred quite a bit, and he got me basically into some films. You know, like uh, the first one we did was Play Dead, 
which just came out, which is weird. We shot it like five <laughs> years ago. But that has Chris Klein in it from American Pie. Yeah. And Fred was in it. And then Fred directed um, The Long Shots, the Ice Cube film. Yeah. And he also got me an audition for that uh, Tarantino film. So it was basically him, you know? Cool. He, yeah, he hooked it up. I mean, that guy makes... Uh, people, people crack me up. They're like, that guy's a loser. He's done, right? And it's like, hey, if you don't like his music or whatever, but this guy... Uh, makes huge films, you know. He won the Tribeca Film Fest two years yeah. ago, three years ago. Yeah, he's a big film director. Yeah, I mean, he's like re he's really gotten into that more so than music. Yeah, now he's got a CBS sitcom. You know what I mean? Really? So this guy is not, you know. Is there a part for you on the sitcom? Ah, uh, you know CBS, man. They, <laughs> you can't just go. This guy's in. You right. Know what I mean, right. That's how it a lot works, of hoops but, to jump through. But he, uh, that's how I got into it. So then when I was doing the long shots. Uh, this comic earthquake, you know him? Yeah, of course. He was in the movie with me, and I started talking to him over the two months period, and I was like, I really want to do it. And he's like, Go do it, dog. You got to do it. Gotta Every stand up <laughs> comic says that, by the way, though. They're all like, Go do it. Like, even yeah. if you've never met them before, before they're <laughs> he like, was like yeah, This is what he said. He's like, Hit the ha ha and go on every night, dude, and call me when you're ready. And then I called him like a year later, and I say, I'm ready. He's like, I didn't think you were going to do it. <laughs> but I do his show now at the Union. And that's that's pretty fun. It's like an urban show, you know. Those are wild to do. How do you play to the urban crowd? Good man. I just uh, if you're just like yourself, it's great because they have kind of one style of comedy going on, and you come in with something different. They're into it, you know. Oh, cool. So you're I, like the one white guy on Def Comedy Jam. Yeah. Like back in the day, you <laughs> yeah, get out there and just really you you do your best racial material, or I you don't just do get out there and do your shit. I just do my stuff, yeah. man. I did the J spot last week, and I was the only white guy in there, man. That place is that place is urban, you know. <laughs> and, it is uh, urban. I'll you don't have like a bunch of white people crazy jokes that you whip out. No. Last second. No. <laughs> you know what? I watched Bill Burr go on at the union, and he was Bill Burr, and I learned right there: just do your shit. If they don't like it, move on. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you go up there, and he has try some pretty raw shit, and some of it's racial, and some of it's not necessarily yeah. flattering to any particular race. I mean, yeah. Bill Burr gets he cuts deep when he wants to. Yeah. And he just did his he just did his shit. Yeah, he wow. just did, and he was killing. I was like, oh, because I went up there and was kind of clownish. The first time I did it, like, yeah, all right, you know? <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking horrible, you know? Because you could get laughs if you're just going to be dumb, but then later you feel like shit, feel like a piece of shit, you know? You're going, that wasn't me, you know? Why you said, you said a year, you know, you called Earthquake after a year of, yeah. of doing, was it just a year of open mics or did you book some shows in there? I was doing open, I still do open mics pretty much about four days a week, but at the time I was doing them seven nights a week mm -hmm. at the Ha Ha, and then I would do shows at night all over, anywhere. I didn't care where they were. That's how it is, man. These people are such hard workers. It's ridiculous. Yeah, like, yeah I did 537 shows last year, and I'm already at 100. Seven this year. Yeah. Wow. And you just leave one show and go to the next one. I watered yeah. in on, on, it wasn't quite open mic last night. TJ Miller was performing, and uh, I ran into a comic that I knew from years ago, and she's like, everyone left at like 11. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to another show. It's like, really? Yeah, I'm, yeah. Go I'm going to bed. I do three, four a night <laughs> yeah. easily. Sometimes I'll do five. So, what effect does that have on your personal life? Like, do you Zero. have one? No girls. You can't have no girls. Yeah. Uh, you can't have any bills. I mean, when I did the last film, I wiped out every bill I had and, you know, put the money in the bank and said, okay, I'm going to do comedy. Is it? Now I have no money, but I'm starting to, it's starting to happen for me, but I spent every nickel I had on comedy. And yeah. you can't have any chicks. I don't go to movies. 
Um, I just do comedy, and then during the day I audition or write, and that's it, man. Seven days. That, a week. I mean, that's that's wow. ridiculous dedication. That just yeah. that's it. I'm done with comedy. <laughs> bit, seriously, that's it. Cause I got, I got, I got takes, a girl. Yeah. It's getting pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> you can't have a chick. I mean, just, just, well, I mean, what are you going to do? You're out every night. Yeah, like every night, you know. And then they're like, "Are you going to go there again?" And there's so like, many, yeah. and there are so many other drunk, <laughs> broken, hurting girls. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing comedy. And oh yeah, there's a lot of those. It certainly seems like it. What's from what that? I've seen. Like, it's just that the girls that are out doing comedy also oh. are usually, like, completely broken and easy to hook up with. <laughs> I don't fuck comics. <laughs> that's just, a, that's asking for a punch in the face. You know what I mean? Because you're going to see them all the time. Yeah. And you learn that real quick. Like, then you uh, get into their act. Are you kidding me? That would, I mean, that would be such uh, a such flattery. Now I'm going to do my small dick material. <laughs> <laughs> this goes out to you. This is dedicated to you. So no girls. That's like no girls, no bill. This is unbelievable. I am uh, fucked. I'm yeah. done. I did six open mics and I'm done. I'm like I'm never getting up on stage again. No girls, no bills. What yeah, else? Yeah, but do Man. you want to be a stand-up comedian? I don't know, but I really like it. That's the thing right. is that I actually not only do I really like it, I love it. There's a certain feeling after you do it. I don't know how to describe it. I'm sure lots of people get the same feeling from things that they do, but it's awesome. I just love doing yeah. it. I love the instant feedback. I don't care if it's one guy grinning at some creepy open mic. If you yeah. tell a good joke, there's a certain feeling to it that I don't know. I really enjoy. So, do I want to be a stand-up comic? I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know the answer to that question, but I know that it sucks if you can't have a girl. You can't have bills. Because I've, I've got a lot of both. I right. have a shorter <laughs> version of that answer. I don't not want to be a stand-up comic. <laughs> I mean, you know, you just figure it out. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, after I started doing it, I was like, this is what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like second phase of my life. Yeah. So that's what I, what I do, and, and I love it, man. And it's get, I love it more and more now. Like, when you first start, you're like, fuck, this is hard. And it's hard now, but I love it even more, you know? When you start seeing some success happen. Sure. Of 500 plus shows that you did, like, what did you say, yeah. 567? 534, something 530, 534 shows. How many of those would you say were, like, a huge success for you on stage? Where you walked off and went, I just, I fucking killed it tonight. Well, I, here's the thing. I never say I killed it. You know what I mean? I think too many guys now, they just go on and get laughs and they go, I killed it. And it's like, man, really? Like, if you watch, like, say, Bill Burr or Dalia or Ari Shafir or, you know, these guys, Ian Edwards, you see guys that really kill. I mean, you get laughs on your second, third year when you're working hard. Yeah, but yeah. you're not killing. You're figuring it out. I think and, that's accurate. I yeah. think that the level of what's called killing these days yeah. is just probably pretty good. People just throw it around like, yeah. I killed tonight. It's like, <laughs> no. No, you didn't. I mean, you got some laughs, yeah. But check this guy out. And then Ralphie May walks on and just right. just destroys the room. <laughs> and you go, oh, yeah, I did pretty good. I mean, you know, you're getting laughs. That's why you're working. Yeah. But you're not killing. So your you're sort of bigger name comedy friends that you, you mentioned a few times, that's just from ha being on the scene. Just that's became right. became friends with them. That's right. I think that the people... Uh, first of all, I'm 46. I've done a lot of shit, so I'm not You're just... You're probably not that annoying to these yeah, people. Yeah, I'm not asking them. We're not, we're not out talking comedy. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I know just to sit back, listen to them. You'll sit back, listen, and you're going to learn everything, you know? And um, and I think they see, like, this fucker's not going away. You know what? So fuck that. Let him hang. You know Are there I mean? a lot of people who come and go? I mean, is that just customary? There's people who come out I've and they seen, just disappear. There's got to really? be tons of guys like yeah. us that show up and hit it super hard, go to four open mics in like a, <laughs> a week for a month, and then just ne are never heard from again. There's guys that come. There's still people going, you know, that I see 
from two years ago. And then there's a lot of people you'll see them like, oh, wow, what happened to you? You just kind of, I mean, when you're working, you know, and they go, oh, I took a little break. You take a break, you're done. Yeah. You know, you're starting all over and it's going to be harder because people are like, well, we kind of gave you a chance and you left. It's like the gym. Yeah, right. It is like the gym. And if that, I went the to the gym like I did the comedy club, I'd look like fucking. <laughs> I would be sick. It would be a BA for <laughs> sure. Just getting head at the fucking city walk here. Just say over here, bitches. No, but you wouldn't have time for bitches because you'd be in the gym all the time. That's right. Just like yeah, now. That's true. That's true. How did you know you were ready? You said a year. How did you know you were actually ready? Was there like a certain open mic or a certain show where you were like, shit, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to really start. No, I never thought this. I was ready. You just uh, people start asking you to do shows, you yeah, know? and then you start doing them, and you, you know, uh, you just start going. All of a sudden, you're on the ride. You know, you go fuck it. We're here. We go. We're going. You know, but it's you know, I've had shitty shows. You know, like you're going and everything's going good, and all of a sudden, uh oh, you know. It's okay, just... so to reverse Scott's question from before, how many of those 537 shows, 539, whatevs? Um, how many of those shows did you walk off like with a pit in your stomach? You know, maybe two or three. Well, that's you know? fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, two or three. But uh, but I but I've never felt like that was great. I just went okay, that worked, and then I go home, I listen to the shows, I record them, and then I try to fix it and make it better. You know. Do you do the right? The we've had some other comics on the show, and they've said, you know, I write on stage. Do you write all your stuff before you go up, or do you actually get up there and try to? Well, work I'll pick. I, I'll pick like a premise, and then I'll. I'll hit some bullet points that are funny. Like right now, I'm doing a thing on Greyhound buses, and and I'm I'm just hitting things about it. Like I can't believe people still ride this piece of shit. You know what I mean? It's like the slowest transportation. They got the fastest dog as their logo. <laughs> just stuff like that. You know what I mean? And then I googled to see who rides it, and it's like convicts because you don't need an ID. You know, <laughs> so I'm just trying to figure it out, and I, then once I get the idea around, I start throwing it out. You know, but I don't sit there and write the whole thing out. It, it never works. Yeah, who do that? If you do that, <laughs> it never works. Yeah, it's fucking anyone do that. Because you never write the You're never because if you're actually a funny person, there's like a certain part of your delivery that comes naturally, and it's like when you sit there and write. I, I how many people can really write? They say write the way you talk. How many people actually do that? Well, Scott writes the way write? Scott writes the way he thinks he talks, and then I correct it to the way he actually talks. <laughs> yeah. and he does the same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you're trying to remember what you wrote down, it looks so fake. Yeah. You know, you're up there like... Doing comedy guy voice? Hey, guys. So who likes TV? Facebook <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, it's like, oh. I was know. at the uh, Greyhound station the other day. Like, so no, do you not, no, you fucking weren't. Do you, are all your sets different? Uh... I, I get a set and I roll it for about a month. Yeah, and then I change it totally. But uh, in that within like that order. month, is it uh, you know if you're if nothing is written, are they all slightly different? Like the aristocrats, like every time you tell a joke, yeah, is it oh, a yeah. little bit yeah, different. Because I don't like to lock it in until it's total. I've, I've so you worked. will lock certain things in once just I've be like, worked it to the fucking to death. This timing, this word, this I go, order. This is yeah. how it goes for now on. And then once in a while I'll throw something in and it'll I'll go, oh shit, I got something new on that. And then I'll put it down. And it's weird. Sometimes you'll forget something. You'll go back and listen to like four months ago and you'll go, I'm missing totally part of the joke here. Like some of the greatest part of it. Right. You know? So you got to also listen and, and refresh yourself, you know. 
So That's they're forcing us to take breaks now, Toad Hop. So we're going to let you go in a couple minutes. But I wanted to talk about, because yes. I'm sure a lot of your fans are going to tune into this. They want to hear you. I saw that you had a big announcement about moving the show yeah. to somewhere else. So you're, you're It's no longer poolside. No, it's poolside. Oh, it's still poolside. Okay. Yeah. I but thought you were moving it away from the pool, maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no it's still called poolside. Um, I'm just swamped right now. I'm working seven nights a week. Yeah. You know, doing comedy. And... I need to try to do this show on the fly as I'm going. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I'm going to do it more like... Um, this is such a boring reason. No, you, no. Uh, you, no fight with Frank? No, no. Uh, no we were hoping you threw like a chair through uh, the window. I never, even, I never even see Frank. <laughs> <laughs> How can you fight with a ghost? I was hoping they were going to be like, sorry, but like... <laughs> <"Dean."> uh, <laughs> tell him to fuck off! Or yeah. Where is he? Guy who's never I there. think Frank's like a hologram around here. He's like, shh, I'm Toad <laughs> His voice shows up from time yeah. to time. He disappeared on us. That's we thought sure. they were going to tell us you, we couldn't have you on, like Dean Del Rey's banned from the premises. Well, no, I did yeah. get a weird email. They were like, well, look, what's Dean coming on to talk about? And I was like, well, he's coming on to talk about whatever the fuck he wants to because no one's going to tell us what we can interview him about. Yeah. I'm going to ask him about the exit from Toad Hop, but, but it's, it's, not, it's not that thing. steamy. It's, it's just, that just schedule. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to do it... Uh, you know, it's starting to take off, and I want to do it all the time, but I want to be able to just do it kind of like the Bill Burr one or the yeah. Ari, you know, just do it on the fly and put it on like when after shows or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because it's tough to do Monday, Tuesday, get the guest here. I'm losing a lot of guests and stuff because eh, I can't get there Monday at noon or one, you know? So I'm having a hard time doing that. But if I could go to them... And on their schedule, I could get a lot more and then log them and then just put them on once a week. Yeah. You, you know? for, for people who may, maybe never heard your show before, what is it? Is it comics talking about comedy? No, no. It's uh, mostly just me telling rock stories and comedy or movies. or It's just anything. It's just kind of a my my life. No Tom Petty we have a call. stories. <laughs> we have a caller that wants to talk did. to you who we just lost. Yeah, there he oh. goes. Well, uh. We lost him. Really Walter, close. call back. Really close to having a caller. So, wow. Do you guys so, get so calls? Oh, yeah. yeah. We do get yeah. calls. I get a shitload of calls. We get calls. But during the day, it's easier, I think. Yeah, we're on pretty late for these guys. We get calls, but uh, a lot of times the calls end up getting hung up or not not making it through. <laughs> we got like a one in four success yeah, but, rate. I think we have Walter back. Let's see oh, if we can get him on. Yeah, I know, you know Walter. Walter. He calls yeah. my show every week. Well, let's get, I think this yeah. is Walter, right? He's what we yeah. call a fixture. Yeah. <laughs> Walter. Walter, what's up, man? Hey, what up, dude? <laughs> hey, man, I tuned into your show these past two days, and you weren't there, man. I just barely found out today what happened. Yeah, man, they uh, fired me. <laughs> <laughs> you threw a chair at Frank. Weren't you listening? What happened was Frank I... Frank did not care for his Greyhound material. He said, you're out of here. He what happened Frank was I pool. asked for a raise, and they said, no. <laughs> Don't fucking lie. No, no, no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing the show still, but uh, just on my own, and... Um, and uh, and you'll see it, Walter. Are you on my Twitter? I don't have Twitter, man. Oh, okay. You got my email, though, right? Everyone has Twitter. I mean, yeah. I don't get Twitter. Hey, Walter, you want to come to the show tomorrow at the Laugh Factory? I work tomorrow night, Dean. Damn. All right. Well, guess, the, the, the only reason I'm, miss, I'm missing um, uh, the Huffington Same show right now is because I came to see uh, Manny Maldonado at the Ontario Improv tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's on on the network on Mondays. Yeah. So. Oh, Manny is. Yeah, I know Manny. He's a great guy. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to uh, just make sure you're still doing your, uh, your oh, podcast. So. Oh yeah, I'll still be doing it. It'll, I have a, a website, poolsidewithdeandelray.com, and it, it looks like shit right now, but it'll be fixed and up and running in about two weeks. Like most people's pools. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, Walter, thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Walter. What a sweetie. Sweet guy. If he was listening to the show, though, he wouldn't have just retreaded what we had just asked Dean right. in the interview okay, before. Right. But thank you, Walter. Thank you yeah, for the call, buddy. That's so nice. Uh, so, oh, Dean. Wait, you guys are on. Are you guys on Sirius? We are on, uh, we're on XM as well, yeah. And, and live, like right now, it's the same feed? No, Thursday, Thursday night, you can hear yourself at uh, 6 o'clock on Extreme XM 165. Oh, right right they before, cut the uh, show in line. half, though. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. They cut it in half, yeah. Uh, well, how long I, is I cut show? Our show is two hours. Oh, wow. That's so, fucking yeah. long. We'd rather be four. Yeah. We used to do like used a four-hour four. show. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We, we prefer He's that. like, really? Four hours of this shit? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do you keep the guys in the box awake? <laughs> <laughs> hey, over there. <laughs> so, Dean, tell everybody uh, where they can find you, all the different spots. Uh, Twitter. Uh, Dean Del Rey. That's uh, R-A-Y. And then uh, I'll be at the Laugh Factory tomorrow night. If anybody wants to go, I'll give you some free tickets. Email me at deandelray at yahoo.com. It's at 930. It's me and uh, Kurt Fox. Uh, should be good. Awesome. Yeah, Laugh Factory, 9.30. And uh, that's it. And poolsidewithdeandelray.com is the new spot for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. It looks like shit right now, like I said, but it'll be up and running pretty soon. Fantastic. Dean, thanks so much for coming on, man. And thanks, yeah, for all the, time, thanks for man. all the comedy advice, both on air and Thank off air. That's much. awesome. And hopefully we'll uh, come out and see you. Yeah, man. Come out tomorrow if you want. Sounds good. All right, guys. We'll send you an email. Thanks. Dean Del Rey at Yahoo.com. Was that it? Uh, yep. Dean Del Rey at Yahoo.com, guys. Dean Del Rey, everybody. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Jackie Bray's got the news. You can find us right here on the Toad Hop Network, Tuesday nights or Thursday on Extreme Talk XM 165. Back right after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. If you haven't been listening to SportsCast with the Sports Guru... Personally, I don't see how Gasol can stay on the team with Kobe doing his fiance. Yeah, and everyone banging his wife. I exactly. just don't understand the whole concept of, okay, we're teammates, we're good. If anybody should have broke his nose, yeah, <laughs> it should have been Gasol. Yeah, you really. Kobe goes up for a dunk and Gasol. Yeah, this is for muff diving. This is for muff diving, bitch. Exactly. That's for doing my fiance, bro. Exactly. Thank you, Knocker. Now that I would accept. Backdoor moonshine. Sportscast with the Sports Guru. Wednesdays at 4 Pacific. Only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
David Stapes Radio Show on the Toad Hop Network, Extreme Talk XM165. Follow them at Extreme XM165, and you can follow uh, Toad Hop at Toad Hop Network, and us at Huff Stapes uh, on Twitter as well. Email the show. It's a uh, grab bag tonight. Anything you want, us at HuffandStapes.com, because let's be honest, we got a live show coming up <laughs> on the 23rd. Don't show the seams. No, I'm going to show the seams. we got a live <laughs> show coming up on the 23rd at 10 p.m., and we've been doing so much prep. We shot for 12 hours. We shot... For 12 hours shooting sketches for the show. We will not give anything away about what the sketches are. We shot for 12 <laughs> hours on Saturday. We just didn't have that much time. I was like, shit, we need an open segment, Joe. Grab bag. Mailbag, a.k.a. lazy shit bag. So email us, us By at stapes.com. The live show is going to be, I, I can't say it's going to be amazing, okay? Because that would be a lie, because I don't know. We're doing it for the first time. Yeah. But the live show will be unlike anything anyone's ever seen before. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. No pressure. I yeah. don't. I can't like make sweeping generalizations, but it will be the most unique thing you've ever. Yeah. Seen. <laughs> no, it, it is. I think it's an original idea. The idea that we came up with finally for the live show is an original idea. We did a lot of work to bring it. You know, to bring it to fruition. So, please buy a ticket. <laughs> You can find it on Facebook. Facebook dot com. Buy a ticket and come. And I don't really yeah. care about ticket sales. I don't either, and neither do they, by the way. They I want people to come in here and buy and food and alcohol. Yeah, so and buying a $10 ticket does very little for us if you're not going to show, but it would be great if you buy a ticket and join us. It'll be fun. We feel like we're probably going to be hanging out, drinking afterwards, maybe an after party over at the uh, Hilton where Joe Dub is staying, yeah. I think is part of the plan. So it's going to be a good it's time. It's going to be fun. Are we it's having be... a hotel party? Yes, we we're are. Try to, yes. We're awesome. having a hotel party afterwards. So bring. I want people who are coming to you to bring their friends, like make it your night out. Like, hey... You always pick. Like, we're not playing apples to apples tonight. We're going to this Huff and Stapes thing. Yep. It's $10. Get over it. Scott, you know how sometimes, like, I will use the show 
to you know sort of win favor with the ladies. Yeah, I would like calling in my radio show, and <laughs> mm-hmm. it's very clear what I'm doing. Yep, so clear that you just wanted to hit Dean Del Rey up for stand-up comedy advice. Oh come on, really? <laughs> yes, that obvious. Yeah, pretty obvious. At least I didn't ask him to get me on stage at the Laugh Factory. I think he's still here. Uh, Dean's still here. Hey, Dean. <laughs> I think we know how that exchange goes, buddy. I think we know where I'll be playing next week. Catch me at the Laugh Factor if you want to see the person with the biggest... Someone bomb worse than anyone's ever bombed before in the history of the world. Catch me at the Laugh Factor next you would week do fine, with Scott. all my wife material. You how come all these guys... There's so many guys who have wife material. There's got to be some girls and some... Right? There's got to be... You can have some girls and some bills. I feel like people complain about bills sometimes on stage. They do girls and bills I material. Think that, that <laughs> I've heard some girls and bills material before, um, no? That Dean has chosen... Outside a- your set? <laughs> Maybe not, actually. Dean's chosen a fast track, like a way to advance his career in stand-up comedy very quickly. I think it's possible to have girls and bills. Okay. But it's, you're going to be slower. You're not going to be You're gonna be doing paid gigs all over Los Angeles after a year. No, for sure not. For sure not. That's all. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's, still, it's doubtful. <laughs> it's doubtful. He just took one look at me and was like, but you don't want to be a stand-up comic, right? I'm like, hey, He's come like, on. Right? Take it easy. All right, 888-520-4374 is the telephone number. 888-520-HUFF-SHOW. I actually, you know, you can say that I just wanted stand-up advice. I wanted there to be some juicy, horrible story about, like, a brawl with Frank. I'm glad I didn't awesome. base the whole interview on that, because yeah. that would have been a problem. We like, wouldn't have had 25 minutes. <laughs> So explain what happened again between you and Frank. Yeah, yeah, no, I just needed to do it at a different time. Yeah, yeah, no, but explain what happened between <laughs> you and Frank again. Yeah, yeah, no, I just wanted to put it on my own website, Poolside with Dino Ray. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jeopardy, although, Jeopardy theme for 20 although, minutes and then if out. there were some sort of huge blow-up, he gave the perfectly dismissive answer that we would never question. Which was? Uh, schedule thing. Yeah, schedule. Schedule. <laughs> uh, we got Marcus on the phone. Let's take Marcus. Marcus, hello. Welcome to the program. Hey. Hey. Hello. Hi, Marcus. Hi. Hey, I got a glitch in the Matrix. Let's do, do it. it. We're doing whatever. Cool. Um, so I travel a lot for work, and I was on the road. I was reading a book on the plane about grains. About grains? Grains. Like, Gr- you grow them in the ground? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, Scott, obviously that huge book that everyone's reading, uh, <laughs> Eat, Pray, Grain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, home, Homegrown Whole Grains, that one. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, so I I was reading. You, this is how much grain. he travels for work. The Da Vinci. This grain. is how much he's worked this his is, way through every. He book. He's read every book possible. Is like Steve Jobs' biography. Of course I have. Because, da Vinci Code. Yep. Twilight Saga. I have. On. Oh, I'm on to grains. <laughs> I want to read books about on grains. How obscure this is. I was reading about these two grains called amaranth and quinoa. Uh huh. And I get into my hotel. And the shampoo and conditioner are called amaranth and quinoa. Oh, oh my god. god, that's a glitch. That's that definitely a glitch. a glitch. Yeah, absolutely. He could have stopped when he said, "Like I was reading a book about grains," and I'd be like, "Oh my god, that's the most incredible thing I've ever heard." <laughs> Hit it. I managed to find a book about. I was thinking about how I wanted to read a book about grains, and then holy shit, at a bookstore there was a book about grains. Hit it. Or if he had said, or if he had <laughs> said, definitely a glitch. Or if he had said something like, "I was reading this book about grains in the airplane, so I could fall asleep, and I stayed awake and finished the whole thing." <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the call, Marcus. All right, he's like, "All right, thanks, guys. That's enough." Uh, he's like, "I'm holding for one more I'm second. Fucking done. Jackie Ray's here. She got the news. Let's do it. It's Tuesday, News Day, the only day that matters for news. And now, up in stapes, news with Jackie Bray. 
Jackie Bray. All right. <laughs> Syrian president's wife says she's the real dictator in leaked emails. Mm, the uh-huh. wife, <laughs> the wife of Syrian president Bashar al-Assad, told a friend she was the real dictator in the family. Leaked emails revealed Monday. Asma al-Assad, 36, apparently showed no remorse for the deaths of thousands of Syrians in the brutal crackdown on protests and backed her husband in a series of emails to aides, friends, and family. Around 3,000 messages were obtained by activists and then passed on to several media outlets, including the London Daily Telegraph. Sounds like Bashar al-Assad got a hold of his... (laughs) Got a hold of his wife's email password. (laughs) <laughs> Why? He did it, was it himself? Just, it was just like, he was like, I'm totally in support of my husband killing all those people. He is the greatest. Also, I'm the real dictator. <laughs> I hate that she's kind of attractive. Nah, she? she's not kind of attractive. She's hot. Oh, she really? I'm not allowed to say that. The best I can do is kind of attractive. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm not married. She's hot. <laughs> not bad and looking. the fact that she's a mass murderer. Is horrible. Kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Is that hot, too? Also a little hot. We got a little Casey Anthony syndrome going on. <gasps> but Casey Anthony only killed one person. Right. right? I'm saying we got it at times, times 3,000. It's yeah. the syndrome to the 3,000th power. Yeah, totally. But now, all I can think about, though, I, I thought that this story was a little bleak, but then I'm just like, she's like a real housewife dictator. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's a, it's just like another... The real housewives of Syria? Like, you know how, like, if you were... Coming next season. If your wife like went to see your stand-up act, like afterwards, she'd be like, "Yeah, that one bit, like that was based on something I said." <laughs> That's what she's doing in these emails. She's like, "Yeah, remember, you know that genocide? Like that was my idea. Like I, I'm really." The I know it's pretty unbelievable. That. You look at the pictures of these two. Also, it's like they look like a very happy couple. The, the, the devil. Re- I, I'm not, I don't mean this as a joke in any way, but like the devil really does wear Prada. Like, why are they killing thousands of people and they're fucking dressed to the nines? Like. Evil doesn't look the way it's supposed to ever. Look at them. He's in like a Hugo Boss tailored Isn't suit. That She's how in like evil fucking is supposed to Diane look? von Furstenberg. I don't know. It's like just they're super weird. evil. She has to look real awesome. I guess so. She's like Cruella Deville. But it attractive. depends on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> the best was the end of this story where it says the um wait, no, where was it? Was it the end of the story? There's something about how she couldn't shop online. Oh, she had to make up an alias yeah. so that she could shop online. Like, this is still a fucking concern, you dumb whore. You've killed, you and your husband have killed 3,000 people, and her big concern is she still wants to be able, because of sanctions, she can't shop on Zappos.com, so she has to create some fucking handle to be able to shop under. Right. Oh, a lo- it's like, kill 3,000 people, take credit for all my husband's work, and, oh, log in as Jackie Kennedy on Zappos.com. I'm not, I'm not prepared to pay the consequences no. of those murders, yeah. which is to, you know... Not be able to check Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> yeah, just fucking check up my shit online. What? I, f- I was wondering, Scott, like, this is basically, like, if she was, like, a real housewife character, like, what would, like, some of her sound bites be? So, so Jackie, Jackie's got a couple yeah. of them. <clears throat> Does she now? Yeah. I do. I wasn't in on this. I'm a big housewife fan. Okay. So this is what I think she would say. The only thing I want to wear down on the soles of my new chimichus. And the souls of all who oppose me. <laughs> don't, oh my god. Don't hate the player. Hate the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one could catch on. What is she would be like, what's her name? Ozma? Ozma. Like she would have that green screen sort of. Yeah, there's like a big like palace behind her and she yeah. goes, I run a tight ship. Don't sass me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this. You're not allowed to make fun of Muslim what, what, what Americans or she, what Syrian saying, American people. What would she say about uh, online shopping? Um... 
Impose all the sanctions you want, but seriously, I just paid for a full year of Amazon Prime. <laughs> Good job, Jackie. Oh, See, I told you. Thanks. I told you, Jackie. She's an unbelievable act. actress. Holy Jack shit. Jackie can acty. <laughs> Sounds awkward. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I can. Um, what else we got? Okay, well, Coca-Cola workers sue claim giant is cesspool of discrimination. Wow. Yeah. A cesspool. You don't hear... They said cesspool of discrimination because it's the only time you ever hear the word cesspool, it's always followed by contamination. contamination. Right. So they're like, well, at least discrimination rhymes. Because who says cesspool and doesn't have an Asian word? I've never even heard cesspool of contamination before. Really? Yeah. And in fact, it's only in my adult life that I even know what cesspool means. When I was a kid and I heard the word cesspool, all I heard was pool. And as a kid, I was like obsessed (laughs) with pools. And so my parents would be like, oh, New York City is a cesspool. And all I heard was like, oh, my God, New York City is a giant pool. You're just grabbing your towel and running <laughs> downstairs. Like, we, we You're hanging out by towel. the station what? wagon. We got to go. What is it about kids and pools? I loved pools. I don't know what it is, but a cesspool sounds like a big... They're like, but there's garbage floating in it. I'm like, yeah, but there's water, right? <laughs> yeah. There's also poop, though. No, it doesn't still matter. Got it's, still it's still, got still a, a pool. Board. Yeah, it's still <laughs> a fucking pool. Like, let's go. We have to go to the cesspool now. <laughs> Well, 12 years ago, Coca-Cola settled a racial discrimination case for more than $156 million. Drop in the bucket for them. They're like, we're going to continue to discriminate. Who yeah. gives a shit? $150 million? What the fuck is that to us? Nothing. Well, they we also have CGI <laughs> polar bears. Fuck you. <laughs> they also spent $36 million on pro-diversity changes and to allow a panel of outsiders to revise personnel policy. What do they mean by outsiders? Other minorities? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't enough if the claims of 16 black and Hispanic employees are true. They say two Coca-Cola production whoa, plants... Whoa, whoa, whoa. How many blacks and Hispanics? How many African-American gentlemen people? 16. <laughs> 16 total? Yeah, well, that, okay. For how big Coca-Cola is, that's already discrimination. There's only 16 people. Yeah. Well, the plant is in upstate New York. Okay. Well, still, it's not like it's not. A, it's not a world. It's not mean? a Coca-Cola worldwide thing. There's not like a ton of. No, I don't think there's 16 people working for Coca. That was what I heard. I, there was only 16 black people working for Coca-Cola. That that's discrimination. That'll be on fishy. Yeah. You're right. That would be absolutely. Fishy. <laughs> we're not sure, but we're suspicious. We employ 110,000 people world worldwide. 16 of them are black. <laughs> Even in Africa. <laughs> that includes Africa. Well, they say two Coca-Cola production plants in were New York. We're African-African gentle African, people. African, mm-hmm. yep. They were a cesspool of racial discrimination. Mm. The Coca-Cola workers say that they were forced to perform the least desirable assignments, and white employees would taunt them with racial epithets without facing punishment. The 16 workers have filed a lawsuit in Brooklyn Federal Court. I wonder what the least desirable Coca-Cola thing is. Like, what's the Drinking least... Coca-Cola? <laughs> no, that's the most desirable thing, not drinking it. <laughs> like, oh, Whether you love it or not, it's still kind of a great line. Uh, yes, drinking Coca-Cola. Well, it'll just kill you. They just made them remove something last week. That was the other big Coca-Cola One of thing. the secret ingredients? Yeah, one of the secret ingredients just m- murders you. Cocaine. What? Secret ingredient was murder. Secret ingredient was your premature Wait, death. Wait, someone changed the no, formula for Coke? Apparently, yeah. No way. Mm-hmm. To even less black people. <laughs> Part of the formula. <laughs> one of the Coca-Cola We can't have more than 16. <laughs> Worldwide, that's is it, it. Like, is it like a wheat thin serving size? You can't have more than sixteen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> One of the Coca Cola employees, Sandra Walker, says that she was called Nappy Head and Aunt oh, Jemima, God. and that one white coworker came to work one day wearing a Confederate flag over his head, and another, when given a dirty task, said, 
What am I, a N-word or something? It's okay, Jack. You can say it. No, you cannot. <laughs> Come on. Don't do that to are her. You, are you serious? No, you cannot say it. Um, sound drop this is This is horrible. Wait, yeah. is nappy, Why is Coca-Cola is so fucking racist? It calls someone yes, nappy head? Is that, that racist? Yeah. What if their head's really nappy? Where were you like three years ago? When for, Larry, when what's his name? Larry, Don Imus? Yeah, Don Imus. Whatever, Larry some Imus. old white guy. <laughs> yeah. Called those girls nappy-headed hoes? Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, weird. I get that you're adding like a third word in there, and the third sort of completes the circle. You are racist. But eh. like, is it? It's a derogatory. Well, someone's nappy headed. It's like saying greasy Italian. Unless Joe. you it's have like, You might not hair. care because you really don't have to worry about that much. Okay. People still look at you as a white guy. But it's like greasy Italian, nappy headed. Okay. So there is person. more of a meaning than just the literal. Yeah, it's like a. Dis- it's like to say okay. they have disgusting no, hair right, because they fine. were born with a certain type of hair. It's not right. It's just All rude. Right. Yeah. A Coca-Cola spokesman said the company doesn't tolerate discrimination. At the end of February... I would never say that, by the way, and I have lots of nappy-headed friends, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> Coca-Cola gave out its fourth Living the Values Award, which it gives to a UA-based law firm which demonstrates a commitment to diversity. Divers- Wait, Coca-Cola you- gives an award to a law firm? To a law firm, yeah. probably full of white dudes. Not one of its 16 yeah. black employees. <laughs> you don't get the diversity award. They were like, yeah. look, we could give it to one of you African-American gentle people, but mm-hmm. turns out there's a whole law office full of whiteies that deserve this award, award more than you. <laughs> They're not getting enough awards. <laughs> yeah, they say diversity is more than just a priority for our legal division. It is a business imperative and a core value for our company. You know what? That's such horseshit. Anytime anyone says that that they're putting it on the front burner to be diverse, it, it A, begs the question, why weren't you before? And B, you're a fucking liar. <laughs> no. There used to be a sign. Hold on. There used to be a sign in the town I lived in. I lived in a town of 10,000 people when I grew up called Marblehead, Massachusetts. And there was a sign that I, even as a kid, remember thinking was total horseshit. And it was a picture of, like, the black bathroom guy and the white bathroom guy, little stick figures, uh-huh. that said, Marblehead celebrates diversity. And like, the representation of the total number of That's black the show families... That you guys have, ju- have just eliminated segregated bathrooms. The representation <laughs> of the total number of black families in Marblehead, Massachusetts was the one black guy one on that one? side. It was a one-to-one ratio? It wasn't even. Clo- it was, that was the one black guy. Ooh. So, so it was an actual, it was like a portrait of it him. Was a, exactly. <laughs> it was a representation of the white people and a portrait of the black person. That's what I'm saying. Anytime anyone's That's calling out how, how it's a priority for them, they're full of shit. Okay, but here's, here's my issue. Diversity should not be a priority, okay? Whatever happens, happens. But protecting the diverse people that work for you should be a priority. Absolutely. Now, I don't think you specifically have to be like, well... Does anyone know where we can find 10,000 black people? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be your, like, your goal to, like, hire a bunch of minorities immediately. Like, I don't, like... Well, if you only have 16 of them, not to beat a dead horse, but if there's only 16 working for you worldwide, I think it'd be perfectly fine if they said, making great sodas are number one priority. (laughs) (laughs) Diversity... Number two. That's all. That's because it just sounds like bullshit. Giving you diabetes and cancer (laughs) is our number one priority. Making great sodas, number two. And hiring minorities okay. is number three. <laughs> Complimenting a Big Mac, giving you diabetes, mm-hmm. making great soda, <laughs> then diversity. Why are they diversifying their commercials? Hold on a second. Sorry, I forgot one. Yep. Dissolving a nail overnight, <laughs> an iron nail overnight. Mm-hmm. Complimenting a Big Mac, giving That's you diabetes, putting cancer. out a great sorry cancer, cancer yep. putting out a great soda. Yep. Diversity. Perfect. We got there. Thank you. We finally got there. Coca-Cola's legal division will be forced to test that core value as it develops its defense.
Okay. So Coca-Cola workers sue claim Giant is cesspool of discrimination. Now, every once in a while, there comes along a news story that is replete with comedic chestnuts. And when such a story comes along, it is Scott and Mine's jobs to pick it completely bare of those chestnuts. And in doing so, we must have our news story round robin joke. Coca-Cola is cesspool of discrimination. Well, you don't ever see any black bears in their ads, now do ya? <laughs> Coca-Cola is cesspool of discrimination. Well, if it's a cesspool, they're safe. Black people can't swim, right? Oh. I quit the show. I quit the show in protest. <laughs> That's what they're saying, not gonna, me. Oh, it's what they're That's saying. That's what they're oh, saying. Who? Okay. I'm going to pull a Drew and just peace out of here. That is what they're <laughs> saying. I'm not saying that. I know. That. Mine's about to be that, too. So, oh, Coca-Cola God. is a cesspool of discrimination. A CEO was quoted as saying, The feeling you get from a Coca-Cola classic is the same feeling you get from seeing a black person at the front of the bus. Rage. <laughs> God, Coca-Cola makes you so ragey. Yeah. I just take a big sip and punch things. Can't beat the real racist oh, thing. God. I uh, I drank a 20-ounce bottle of Coke and punched a truck. <laughs> uh, Coca-Cola's cesspool of discrimination. Coca-Cola's vice president of PR replied by saying, Do I come to your work and kick the broom out of your hands? Do not hit the rim shot, Nick. I'm not done yet. <laughs> to which the Latino janitor replied, Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Coca-Cola is a cesspool of discrimination. A CEO was quoted as saying, we're not a cesspool of discrimination, we're a cesspool of carbonation. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to have that Asian word at the end. Right. <laughs> Coca-Cola is a cesspool of discrimination. Wow, their recipe hasn't changed a bit since 1886. <laughs> 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 Very nice. I have more. Yeah, let's do it. Um, oh, we got some write-ins, too. Coca-Cola is a cesspool of discrimination, but only if you consider telling black employees that Coke Zero was named after their productivity. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I quit the show. If you consider that discriminatory. I quit the show for the second time tonight. Uh, Coca-Cola is a cesspool of discrimination. In response, Coca-Cola has released a new drink, Roots Beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, the Trump card. The Trump card. Coca-Cola is a cesspool of discrimination. In response, Coca-Cola has released its new Coca-Cola MLK soda, then made sure to note it has a wide mouth, so I guess that ruined it. Oh, I don't fucking unbelievable. <laughs> Coca-Cola are a bunch of racist assholes. I can't believe Coca-Cola. That's so rude. Brett yeah. Smith says Coca-Cola. Jackie wrote all these jokes for both of us, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Yeah, she pretended to not want to say the N-word. Unbelievable. Uh, Brett Smith said Coca-Cola workers claim cesspool of discrimination. In a related story, Mean Joe Green still waiting on that check. <laughs> I don't understand that one. Sorry. Uh, Coca-Cola workers claim cesspool of discrimination. Management found the cesspool and bottled it as Mr. Pibb. <laughs> that is from Nitzilla. Thank you, Nitzilla. And uh, we got one more. Hold on. This is from... Yeah, Coca-Cola workers claim cesspool of discrimination. This is from Vito. Damning video evidence of polar bears harassing black bears has recently surfaced. Thank you, Vito. Um, Dean Del Rey on Twitter says, Thanks, at Huff Stapes, for having me on the show. You guys rock. Oh, that's nice. He Thank rocks. You, Del Rey. He does rock. He I actually rocks. I believe he went on tour with Tom Petty. That's I don't believe amazing. that he's not a BA, by the way, though. He's yeah, totally I was ter- I was terrified the whole time. Yep. Terrified. So, what do you want to talk about again, Dean? Sure. Whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> whatever you want to do. Can we just quickly skip? We don't have enough time. we got to go. I mean, we don't have to go from the whole show. we got to go yeah, for the moment. Break. Um, let's do the Huff and Stapes Society just very quickly, and then we're going to break. Okay. Let me scroll down. 
Okay. Okay. <laughs> Meth use in pregnancy linked with young children. Scrolling, great for radio. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for interrupting me <laughs> mid-sentence. Meth use in pregnancy linked with young children's behavior problems in first long-term study. Gasp. Yeah, shocking. Story checks out. Story definitely checks out. Yeah. Why? Why are they even testing it? Why did this happen? I wonder I if know. these meth babies are going to end up having behavioral problems since their mom was smoking meth when she was pregnant with them. I Have we already done crack babies? Hold that on a second, a though. Thing. I think that Very maybe similar. there is some value in this, though, Scott, because what if you prove that there is nothing wrong with meth babies? Then people can just go meth wild. It's like cigarettes are not good for your kid. Right. Alcohol not good. Sushi is bad. But Anything meth- with mercury is terrible. But meth, that's fine. Meth is fine, turns out. It just makes your kid anxious. Hmm. What if you just play episodes of Breaking Bad against your tummy with like a portable DVD player? Probably also not. I good. want to do that study. <laughs> At least that would be, that would be, be a like question. interesting. Are you do yeah. it with your own kids? No, no, I don't want to. Uh, I would never test anything out on my own kids. Ranger? No, I have okay. thought about no, but I wouldn't. Mm-mm. The kid, okay. the kid comes out craving El Pollo Hermanos. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have to take a quick break. When we get back, it is an open mailbag. Uh, to wrap up the show here on the Huffman Stapes radio program, 888-520-4374 is our telephone number. Us at HuffmanStapes.com is the email. Twitter, at HuffStapes. And, of course, find uh, ToadHop at ToadHop Network on Twitter and at ExtremeXM165. We're back to wrap things up here on the Huffman Stapes radio show right after this. You're listening to the ToadHop Network, radio worth watching. If you miss the Farley Brothers... Drinker Dave Marriott faces... Drinker. How'd you like to be that title? <laughs> What's you your title? Drinker Dave. Drinker Dave. <laughs> my name's Drinker Dave. Oh, my God, that's awesome. Now, I used to work foreman on the uh, the docks, but now they just call me Drinker Dave. <laughs> what are some of your qualities that find you that would make you a good team member to our to our company? Well, my name's Drinking Dave. I drink on the job. Are you drinking now? You bet I am. How long have you been drinking? Since six this morning. See this straw, this straw coming out of my sleeve? That's booze. I'm drinking. The Farley Brothers. Wednesday afternoons at 2 Pacific. Only on the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching.
Hub and Zaves Radio Show, Stream Talk XM 165, and the Toad Hop Network uh, every Tuesday night here on Toad Hop. 9 to 11 if you want the full show. If you're listening to us on Extreme Talk XM 165, you only get an hour of hilarity a week. You can get a full two over at the Toad Hop Network. Um, hopefully, call screener Drew is back in there. Uh, we still have fans downstairs watching right. the show, which is super awesome. Really? People Quick to come shout out, out yeah. to, oh, uh, to awesome. Tank Sanchez and, and crew who are here. Tank oh, Sanchez. Cool. Do you think that's his real name or that's his Twitter handle or what's the deal? Is that his Christian name? <laughs> is that his Christian Saint name? St. Tank. St. Tank. Yeah, is big. Thank you, St. Tank. In the Latino community. Very cool of him to show up here tonight and have some beers with us. It's a full, it's a full blown party here on Tastier Tuesdays now. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. The Mike guys yeah. were hanging out for a while afterward. Yep. Dean Del Rey hang out for a couple seconds. He's got to go do a show or something. I'm He's sure three afterwards. shows tonight. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, it is wide open phone lines and um, emails right now. Us at HuffmanStapes.com. 888-520-4374 is the telephone number. i got to get it in one more time, Joe. Yeah. Live show this Friday night, March 23rd, 10 p.m. If you right know here at the John in Lovitz. the L.A. area, send them here. Send them to us. We will take good care of them. You I'm trying know to get this. all my drinking buddies to come on Friday. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. How much am I going to have to drink before I can get on stage is the question. Cause I, Two bottles. We talked about mm-hmm. this. We talked about how the first time we ever did this show, we said, well, we might have to do live show. Sorry, not the first time we ever did the show. First time we ever did the show from the Lovitz. Okay. We were talking about how we were going to need to do live shows. Frank was like, you guys got to do live shows now that you're here at the Lovitz. And we're like, that makes us have to poop. <laughs> yep. And here we are. Three days away from pooping. I haven't, I haven't been able to poop since then. I'm finally gonna be able to poop. It's gonna be horrible. I'm gonna need a private restroom. Don't it's gonna do be it on horrible. Stage. I wouldn't try not to. Lewis I don't think it's is gonna, gonna be have that to clean bad. it up. The thing is, the only thing that could make me nervous is you being drunk. Like drunk, drunk. You're right. Saying? Like where I just can't control things. I can't set up clips for you. Yes. Can't set up. I need someone you. here to do all the dirty work and the heavy lifting so that I can go out there and be a star. Is it okay if and I'm if really drunk? If Oh, there's a you certain, can't be really. You, there's you a have a lot of diminishing returns, yeah. big time. Somewhat oh, drunk. Your <laughs> graph, your graph no is crazy. Th- th- your graph is crazy. This you should be really watching <laughs> a video. It's crazy. This for a while, and then it's just like bink, and it's over. There's no. That's the thing, and, and oh. I don't think there's any like place you can just stop the train. Like it has to go through all the stages. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. I'm going to have a cu- I, I'll probably have a couple pops, as they say, before yeah. we get on stage, but I'm not going to go crazy. I think the normal improv, like two beer rule, is more than good enough. But- I'm probably going to have two beers and an Oxycontin. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> it's awful. It's a dangerous Just cocktail. Kidding. Just kidding. I don't like Hail Barrett. I don't, I don't understand how people who uh, who work in these comedy clubs don't become full blown alcoholics. No, they do. There's nothing they, to not I, understand. They just, they do just become, become full blown alcoholics, yes. Okay, that's well, it. That's where I'm. That's the only thing that happens. Before we get to open phones and emails and all that, I uh, there was a question about the live show while we're on it. Though. Okay, fine. Might as well just take it, right? Fine. Rusty, hello, welcome to the show. Hey, it's Rusty. How you doing? Good, Rusty. How are you? <laughs> I am well. I uh, unfortunately I'm not going to be able to make it to the live show. I'm calling from New York here. Mm-hmm. Uh I would like to offer. I have a prize that I can add on to the uh, awards that you guys are giving out. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, also, Rusty. My we'll, just passed, we'll bite. And I have an extra gas generator. <laughs> oh, Rusty's going <laughs> to add a gas generator to the prize pool. And I'm willing to ship it out to you guys to give out. I know every the Hustle Stapes listeners loves those uh, extra prizes. Sure, I've Rusty. I used it once. Uh, one time my power did go out, and I used it. Uh, only used it to turn on the TV, uh, watch a little movie. Uh, there are some gist stains on the generator. Oh, my God. 
Oh, Rusty. 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 You know, I want to do a horse named Rusty. There goes Rusty. I just can't. I don't know where he was going. I think he's the guy that likes to just call up and talk dirty. Yeah. Might have been that same guy. Thank like you. He, he like the call, some Rusty. Anyway. I wanted to tell the story about the plane ride to London. Before I get on the plane, I usually get pretty messed up so I can sleep. And so I was kind of in like a half stupor as we're waiting to uh, to take off. And all of a sudden, now I haven't tried this out yet. I haven't practiced this yet, but I hear this. I hear this. And I realize <laughs> after the noise passes, it's a woman who started screaming and running from the back oh, of the plane. Oh, that was the Doppler effect of her yes. screaming and running past you. And ran the entire, like, the, I didn't even do it justice for how long she was running for it. Like, it was happening this so... This is a three-class airplane. Yeah, it was happening so long that I didn't have any idea what it was. <laughs> because she was, ran up at least 150 rows and what? went tearing off the airplane, screaming... Did anyone find out why? Like, what what her not, deal was? Not only did no one find out why, but no one really cared. They didn't even want to check into why she might have done it? Like, like I don't know what th- people, like, in a position of authority did, but, like, the people I was sitting with, like, a couple people, like, looked over their books and then went right back to reading. And I was so fucked up that I didn't care either. <laughs> I was like, cool, man. Like, she might have just seen a monster on the wing, but... I am just too messed up to even move. So was the door still open? And yeah. she was like, "Oh, that shit's closing." I'm yeah, out. Yeah, no, she just like peaced out. Did oh not get God. back on the plane. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd be. I um, it was, she ran for so long; it was like a minute. <laughs> <laughs> and screaming the entire time. The entire time. <laughs> no, like no breath or no like break for breath. Like, not, I mean, the, the thing is, I heard the thumping long before I heard the yelling. She wasn't screaming very loud, but it was so oh bizarre. Lord. I'd be lying if I said that there weren't times where I've been close <laughs> to, to doing that. I wanted to do that a couple times. Scott's only done it mid-flight, though. I'm like, Scott, sit down. <laughs> Try to open up the door. You're not going to get that door open. I just love this woman in like a three-class plane going to Europe. She like runs down. She like runs down the aisle, then runs up the stairs to the private bar, then back down. <laughs> <laughs> Finally off. I just leaned over the guy next to me and I goes, I know how she feels. Uh, I forgot my neck pillow too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so close so many times. I'm just like, I, I think, I think I just got a sign from above that this plane's definitely going down. It's going, it's going in the drink. I gotta get off this plane. I gotta get off. I can't His do it. I gotta go. Was that like one of those subscription things fell out of the magazine? He was looking at. He's like, it's a sign. <laughs> Oh, it's a sign. Fifty percent off Cosmo for a whole year. We're fucking dead. There's no way this deal's too good. Fucking dead. <laughs> it's gotta be a sign. I knew as soon as I get fifty percent off Cosmo, I'd be fucking dead. They can't be making a profit on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. God, I don't. The, the only other have you s- ever felt that way? I mean, you're a good a flyer. Have you ever felt like shit? I just gotta get off this plane. I, I have, but for uncomfortable reasons, not for like. Fear, like what beast in the seat next I, to you spilling over, and you're just I, like fuck this. I sat. This is gonna make me sound like such a bitch, but I sat on an aisle seat on United, and oh, 
I got bumped <laughs> by every. And it was my seat was in front. <laughs> of, was the was the last row in front fucking of the bathroom. United. Only rich people fly United. Who That's fucking flies true. United? United was, United's United's not that a good. fucking dump. Man. United's like the the preferred business no. airline. Maybe though. if you're in business no. class, but I was flying coach. <laughs> no, United's not that good. So wait a second. You had an aisle seat in the, coach. The on aisles United? were so narrow that every single <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> That I, every single person walked past bumped my arm. Like, I couldn't How keep rude. my arm oh my in. Goodness. No, it's not their fault. No, but it is. Plus, we're in an obese fucking society. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, like, the drink cart would hit my arm, and it's, like, so jarring. It hurts. That's part of being in the aisle, though, dude. Like, that's just what it happens. It was so bad that when I checked in at my cart. Virgin flight, the guy's like, all I've left the aisle, he's like, I don't want it. I'll take a middle. And he's like, are you sure? What? And you I, take a middle? No, and then I ended up changing again at the end. I'm like, hold on. I forgot what I'm flying Virgin. I fly... I, I fly premium economy. They don't have premium economy. They have main cabin select. No, Virgin Atlantic. Oh, Virgin Atlantic. Oh, premium economy is dope. When you're yeah. going across the mm. pond. Oh, I understand. Sorry, yeah. I forgot. Mm. They give Europe. you the little packet. They give uh-huh. you like socks and an eye mask and stuff. Yeah. I've never flown Virgin. Yeah. Well, we well, know. Story checks well, out. Sounds good. Uh, but anyways, but I don't ever. I don't. <laughs> as long as we're talking about complaining about <laughs> shit. Like my hotel in London, I almost never complain about my hotels. But my hotel in London. When I checked, it was an in, aisle seat actually. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> it was right on the aisle. Every time someone walked by my room, I got bumped. Uh, aisle seat in Piccadilly Circus. I checked into this hotel that was like a thousand years old. And it was like an old creaky Isn't house. Isn't that most of the hotels yes. in Europe? Yeah, there are for a thousand, sure. Like a thousand's on the low side. Okay, the last time I was in London, I stayed at a place called Sanctum. There was a twenty-four hour bar on the roof. I had like a former rock star bellman check me in. He's like, "Hey, just so you know, there's like a 24-hour hot tub on the roof. No bathing suit required, but uh, we do ask. <laughs> what? Yeah, we do ask that you wear a robe on your way back downstairs. Is that cool?" And uh, he was like, "And if you're gonna smoke weed, like just open the window. Like it was just like the, like the chillest, coolest place. It was like he was setting you up. He was like, he's a hey. narc. <laughs> yeah, he, was, he was setting you up. He's like, hey, it's totally cool if you smoke weed. And hey, you know, we'd appreciate if you put on a robe when you come back downstairs. But you might want to just try walking down naked. It's a blast. <laughs> it's the what do you mean a rock star belt? What is it, like Ringo Stars? He was just like, like hey. no, he was like a dude with long hair. Like, But he was like, looked like an old roadie. Remember that guy it was from Russell Brand in 20 years. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was like a punk show Gross. with Russell Brand as, yeah. the, as, the, <laughs> as the dude. Uh, so that was the last Comes place I stayed. Comes down completely naked. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want, it's 84. Fucking hilarious. <laughs> That's my Russell Brand. Fuck you, Johnny Eyes. It's good. <laughs> it's good. Do whatever you want. You guys, I don't know if you understand. Surprisingly, really good. You guys understand this, but Russell Brand isn't in the studio right now. That's Scott making that noise with his mouth. (laughs) It's mostly the arm motion. Look at me. I can divorce whoever I want. You have to point to your your crotch a lot, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Tell Johnny to fuck off. The hotel had uh, sex toy mini bars. (laughs) Okay, so it was a cool joint, right? It was a cool hotel. This time I check in this place, like a thousand years old, and they go, "Do you want the upstairs? Do you want up the top floor or the basement?" <laughs> and I said, "Well, I'd like the top floor." And they're like, "That room's not ready yet." That I mean, room's outside, <laughs> right? I've been traveling. They're like the basement room, and it's bigger anyway. So I was like, F- "Okay, I guess I'll take the basement room." You, you, I don't know why you bother. Basement. Asking. Another thing that only happens yes. in Europe. We have basement a room, room in the motherfucking basement. <laughs> No, that's where shit goes. That's where electrical wires and yeah, other stuff. Like you don't have, we don't have that here. It, basement rooms. It was in the basement. <laughs> it was freezing in there. Uh, and the room, by the way, the bigger room was the size of this studio, including the bathroom, 
which, by the way, did not have a door, but had a drape. The bathroom so had a drape? The bathroom was just part of the room. Like the guy from Texas Chainsaw Massacre was going to come out and yes. drag you in there and fucking exactly. butcher you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it had a big drape that separated. And all I could think to myself was, I had the fucking raddest hotel with a 24-hour bar and a hot tub on the roof last time I was here. This time, if I bring a girl back here, there's no way I can, with a straight face, bring a girl into this room. Of course not. Like, none whatsoever. And you know what happened? You brought a girl back. And I'm bringing a girl back. Oh, hey. And I'm bringing a girl back to the room. And let me tell you, listening to her pee was the most erotic thing that happened oh, God. the entire night. Through the rubber of the little sheet. There was no right rubber. There. It was like what a was velvet drape. Oh, velvet drape. It was, oh, a, nice. it was like a, you know, it was a cloth oh, drape. Oh, lovely. Yeah. I mean, they went high class. Why couldn't them. they have a door? Because there is no, it's, you can't. It's like a studio apartment. It, except yeah, but not you have apartment. a door to the bathroom and studio. Yeah, exactly. Studio apartments generally have. Yeah, you don't have a bedroom. Dude, you're they preaching to the go. choir. I was... <laughs> If I hadn't been so jet lagged and I got in like on a day when like the, the people, I, I couldn't do it. But I was just like, I was so close to being like, you gotta get me out of here. But I can't be that guy yet. I'm not that guy. So you almost went running and screaming out of a hotel room, but never from an airplane. Yes, exactly. you're a good flyer, but you're not the best at staying in I'm hotel rooms. I'm not the rooms. best at being in a hotel. Should we get to some emails? Yeah, one email really quick. Brett wrote in. Rob <laughs> Robin joke explanation. Mean Joe Green did a commercial for Coke that played during the 1979 Super Bowl. I was implying he still hadn't gotten paid for the endorsement. <laughs> Is that why he's doing Downey commercials now? <laughs> Thank you, Brett. Thank you for the explanation. Thank you, Brett. Did it sound like we didn't get it? I think we were kind of not paying attention and going to break, so uh, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to tell this story about my sister uh, and this medium who claims to have communicated with my dead father. But I don't oh. know that we have time because we told people it was an open grab bag and now yeah, we're not we going to do it. It's just not that, that cool. I feel I'm like sorry that we... I feel like that's potential for the live show. I don't know. Would it upset but I'm just going to say I'm going to say this much. I'm going to say this much. I think it has changed my entire belief system. Really? That's how intense this this whole thing. Do you was. believe so in mediums now? Time. I don't. Jackie, that's a very good question. I have not completely decided yet, but I would like to say that I had no belief whatsoever in stuff like that at all before the situation with my sister, and now I'm definitely at worst 50-50. Oh, you tease. I totally believe so in mediums. So we will, there you go. Well, then you will, you will be on board with this story. Okay, it good. is serious business. I'm so excited. either the live show or next Tuesday night, you'll get to hear the story of the medium. I only believe in supersize. <laughs> so let's get to see me emails. I'll set up in stapes.com. Uh, do you want to do another glitch? I wanted you to I do didn't another really, I'm sorry, I didn't really, Don't worry. <laughs> It'll happen again, especially if Johnny Ice hates it, I'll do it even more. Oh, jeez. You already read a bunch of the round robin joke-offs, right? I got all of them. Okay, cool. Um, retirement. Here's a retirement from Chris. Can we retire the three-foot-long receipts printed out at the grocery store even if you only purchase one item? Thanks for all the hard work you put into the show. I look forward to the podcast every week. Angry Huff's rants are great and made me laugh during tough times as my dad also passed away from lung cancer in December. Sorry, buddy. Good luck with the live show. Wish I could be there, Chris. Our thoughts and prayers to you, Chris. And also, um, I pray now, too, by the way, since the medium situation. That's wow. sweet. Yeah. No, I don't actually. But I say things like thoughts and prayers. Sounds now. like you're a changed man. I used to say thoughts and thoughts. <laughs> I say, my thoughts. Oh, God damn it. Also, thoughts are with you. <laughs> <laughs> now I say thoughts and prayers. Uh, Joe, I don't know, Supermarket you Magellan. You acknowledge the, the existence of prayer at this point. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Joe, I don't know, Supermarket Magellan, does it always print out the long one at the supermarket? Joe used to work in a supermarket, by the way, in high school. He was one of the youngest employees to make I it. I was Cracker Jack at that job. It's huge at that job. 
What do you think, buddy? I don't know. Do they print out they a They do, but receipt? I think it's more a motherfucker of invention than a retirement. But we can combine the two and give them a retirement. It's not only, I would say it's not only the long receipt, but also the multiple coupons that print out for things yeah. that, even if you were going to buy them for me, just like holding on to coupons is not worth a dollar. It just isn't. It. Yep. It's so, not. It's annoying. Like all, Like all the shit. Yeah. I, I'll say this. I bought, a pl- I bought a PlayStation at Circuit City one time. I bought one item. The receipt was four and a half feet long. So, yeah, retire. Done. <laughs> this retirement. This retirement is awesome. Armando from New York says, you guys may have done this, but I would like to retire the MasterCard priceless thing. People sort of retired it on their own, but I saw someone almost doing it on Facebook, and I wanted to make my official request just in case it makes a comeback. Oh, Armando, I did that joke today to Joe. On yes, instant, you did. <laughs> on Instant Messenger. Because we've been spending so much fucking money on this live show. Like, we would have to sell a thousand tickets to break even on the amount of money that we've spent. Seriously, on this show, we spent so much money. Yeah. It's it's absurd. I don't even know. We get like 10% of the gate. So it really would be oh, like 10,000 tickets. Uh, but yeah, I was like, hey, let's just hope. I, we were, I was like, hey, printing out this thing for Stereos was 125 bucks. I'm already into this show for like over 200. And Joe's like, me too. I'm into it for well over 200. And that's in blank alone. Don't want to give anything away. And I was like, well, let's just hope that the live show is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> and which, by the way, yeah. is a glitch in the matrix because I knew Scott hadn't seen that email yet. I hadn't. Nope. Uh, and I didn't give it away at the time, but I just read the email about priceless. So are we retiring it or not? Feel horrible. Yeah, I think I feel like we did retire it already, <laughs> but if it's not, it should be for sure retired. But you were making a joke in an ironic way. I was, I think. It would be amazing if I was just cracking myself up with priceless on the other end. Like I'm just fucking hooting out. No one's ever, no one's ever thought of doing that before. Like quantify two things, then call the third thing priceless. That's fucking crazy. I just came up with the top of my head right there. Thought I would parody that commercial. Rich Kingston has written in with a Morlock when referring to someone's Apple logo on their MacBook. I managed to say Mackle instead of Mac or Apple. <laughs> uh, side note: Apple Story do the new iPad saying just iPad on the box as opposed to iPad three, iPad whatever. A girl I know returned her newly delivered iPad to a Mac store and complained she didn't get the new version. Recently rediscovered, you guys. Nice to see your show doing well. That's rediscovered. Rich. Jesus. That's Rich in L.A. Rich in L.A. Hope to see you Friday. Or else. <laughs> rediscovered. I don't know what that means. I feel like it sucks because people probably don't even know where we are. There's people who are still searching, waiting for like the 14th episode of the old Huff and Stapes to fill in. They're just like, fuck, another week. They're just These trickling guys are so lazy. <laughs> yeah. Really weird. It's, it's very It's uh, like when it's you find, like, some, find someone like living in the middle of the woods and they don't know the Civil War is over. <laughs> They're just like, are you a confederate? Are you part of the union? And you're like, oh my god, what what happened? You don't hear about this? Jackie happens all the time. No. Yep. I don't know what this guy's saying I have 15 minutes to do, but someone on uh, Twitter said I have 15 minutes to do something. I don't know what it is. But anyway, More uh, I want to do another I want to do another Morlock. Uh, my boss today mixed New Jersey and New York and just said New Jerk. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good one. <laughs> Wasn't bad. New Jerk. And then my I don't know what the, what does this quantify as? My wife um Thinks that conniption fit is conip shit, and said oh, yeah. it the other day. A lot she of goes, people think that. She goes, "Oh, my mom was having a conip shit," and I was like, "It's not conip." She's like, "Why do you always have to make me feel stupid?" And I was like, "I'm not making you feel stupid. It's just not the right word." Although I do believe <laughs> shitting is part of a literal conniption fit. Really? I think losing control of your bowels is part of of having really? a legitimate conniption. Yeah. I feel like whoever's in that chair just makes stuff up, though, and we're just not allowed to call it. Like, Asterios made up so much stuff last week. (laughs) (laughs) 
made up so many random facts, like in that improv way where like you're just supposed to go I with it. He's used to everyone going with it. Yeah, he's it's an expert. He was just like, Yep, this is what happens and we just believed it. Yeah. I don't know that there's shitting involved, but maybe it is. Is that a Morlock though? Knip shit? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Not really. No, it is. Uh Knut. Knut Carnap writes Love in. Love Oh, I thought a, that was another Morlock. With a You're Not Funny. Hey, guys, I think I might have a You're Not Funny. People that instantly copy my joke. For instance, I say something mildly funny in a bigger group and it doesn't get attention immediately. This person then instantly copies the joke and takes the credit. You're not funny. I hate You're that. You're not funny. <laughs> Might also be one group or people that deserves to be retired. I leave that up to you. This is Knut from Germany. Yes, Knut, that person is not funny. You know what this used to happen to me all the time when I worked at Mad TV? And I'd be, like, in a big group of, like, all the comedians, like, hanging out. Which, and they were very nice to me and accepted me. But, like, everyone would be riffing, and I'd be like, Hey, yeah, that's, that's what your mother said. And I was just, like, very quietly, because I have no confidence at the time, hanging out with all those people saying something. And then, like, a few seconds go by, and then the dude standing right next to me is like, Ha-ha, that's what your mother said! Everyone fucking loses it. Oh. A guy that's from rough. A guy from William Morris walks in and hands over, like, a fucking screenwriting <laughs> deal. That joke. Yeah, it happens. Uh. Sucks. You gotta be you just gotta be louder. Usually the loudest guy is the funniest guy. Am I right? Am I right, guys? Uh Drew's got her hands full in there with uh callers tonight. There's almost been as many callers as she texted guys to go to the Clippers game. Let's take um <laughs> Thank you, Jackie. It's Eli. Hello, Eli. Welcome to the show. It's great to hear from you. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey Eli, hello. Just doing a little radio. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing is for, is Jackie Bray in studio tonight? No, yeah. she's not here. Jackie Bray. Jackie Bray is here. I was on Jackie, after I I was hung up on, or left, whichever one happened. Oh, that's so rude. You said, you said this. You said, huh, he always seems so aggressive. And to that I say to you, Jackie, Drop him. When I'm on hold for an hour and 30 minutes, and I have a million things that I want to make sure I say, and I finally get on, and I'm super nervous because you guys are cool to me. It just has to, like, spew out. You have a mic the whole night. Yeah. Stop being an asshole, Jack. I thought, I thought... <laughs> well, Baby, write he, your ideas he, down. He hung up. Um, yeah, really? like Patton Oswalt, oh. big fan. Uh, I was hoping that he was going to go, Jack, you always say I'm aggressive. Well... I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm going to come over to your house. I'm going to cut your guts out and eat them while you watch. Oh, God. Ow. Ow. Sorry. Ow. My God. I think Ow. I said he was aggressive the night that he called in like 18 times. Drew got your back, Jackie. Yeah, oh, thank Drew you, hung Julius. up on him. Thank you, Julius. Drew's got you are back, Jackie. This, this is... Fun, like, fun fact, I'm see, going to the Clippers Lewis. game. Lewis and his fucking commie <laughs> bullshit back there has got Drew thinking like, Oh, I can do what I want now. Like, I'm fucking Lord of the Uh, fucking phones. Good call. (laughs) Oh, I feel... um, Well, to answer his question, didn't he call in, like, four times in, like, ten minutes and say he was, like, eight different people or whatever? Who's this? Eli? This is Eli. Hop and Saves, who's this? Hi, this is... Hey, hey, come on, please. please. Okay, all right. (laughs) Drew, don't drop him this time. Be nice. Be nice. Okay, okay. I hope I didn't insult... Jackie, I, I wasn't actually a little being bit. upset. I was just trying to explain myself. It's okay. No, the worst thing you said in that call was when you started off by saying the last time I go- I was on Jackie when you opened up the call. Listen back oh, to the tape. Don't worry. I didn't, I didn't yeah. mean that. Mm-hmm. Your head's in the toilet and mine isn't, I guess. Mm. No, but seriously. Um, Someone thought that was hilarious. I want to talk about you and Joe's uh, stand-up. Oh, okay. You have one minute. Scott, yep. I was... Uh, I, I, I thought you, you, I thought <laughs> Joe seemed 
less natural than yours. Mm-hmm. I felt like Joe was filled with more jokes, but Scott, it seemed like you did better. Is that true? There is no true or false. I think your breakdown of the fact that Joe had better material, and I just got up there and said whatever the fuck I felt like saying, and didn't stick to any of my material would what? be a- would be accurate. That would be one hundred percent accurate. No, no, that's not what I'm well, saying. that's how I, I saw were, it. That's how I saw you, it. You were more comfortable and natural. Mm-hmm. I thought Joe had more planned out punchlines. It doesn't mean his were better. Just his was his was more. Eli, 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 Eli. Baby, relax. Eli, 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 Eli. There he goes. I, I agree. I think Scott's a natural up there, and I think that it's gonna because I'm such, I'm so meticulous. Yes. Over my material, it's gonna take me a little bit longer to, to, to be as natural sounding. Yeah. I just get up there. Thank you for the call, Eli. By the way, we just we have to go. No, no. I Eli was being great. Whatever. I just. I like to burn the first like minute and a half. Just this is me. Anytime we do anything, like anytime we planned anything, we wrote anything down. I have to burn a certain amount of time. Like I had to burn like two hours fucking off the other day while we were shooting before I could sit focus. down and focus. Yeah. And it's the same thing on stage. It's like we wrote and I rehearsed many many punchlines with you, and then I delivered something very different yeah. than what we rehearsed. It's just whatever. It is what it is. We have a different approach to it. But luckily we have each other. As long as we've got each other. Thank you! Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. It's great to have you, everybody. The Havis Dave's radio show from the John Lovitz Theatre. Beautiful John Lovitz Theatre. We gotta go. Friday night at 10pm, March 23rd. Come and check us out. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be celebrity. It's going to be awesome. Joe Stapleton will be there. Jackie Bray. Lewis won't be. He'll be in the woods murdering a guy. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> one quick email. One, one last quick email over the outro music. That's amazing, by the way, Scott. I don't mean to take away from that. Thank you. I, I don't know how to back you up, though. Go ahead. Read the final email. Uh, this is from Big Ad in Brooklyn. Hey, guys. Just want to let you guys know that I went to a strip club tonight for a French bachelor party. We played strip club or hair salon with the strippers at our table. I used the phone, iPhone app and may have turned a few girls onto the show when Joe or Huff or Jackie are back in New York, head into the Hustler Club on the West Side Highway and ask for Isabella. You'll thank me later. You know, Big Ed, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me to head for the Hustler Club on the West Side Highway and ask for Isabella, well, I'd have probably still not much more, not much money because <laughs> she costs a lot more than a dollar. All right, guys, we got to get out of here. That's all the time that we have. We got a lot of work to do before Friday. Holy shit. My We're stomach's fine. in knots, my back's in knots. I'm sick. Done. I'm sick. So much makeup to put on for yeah, Friday. Really. All right, guys. From Los Angeles in the John Lovitz Comedy Club and Podcast Theater. This is Scott Huff at Scott B. Huff on Twitter saying so long on behalf of Jackie Bray. Yeah. At Jackie Bray on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Nick Fitzgerald, thank you on the ones and twos. Louis Silverstein, gr3d.com. Pat Fitzgerald. We'll see you Friday night as well. Awkward call screener Drew is going to be awkward audience wrangler Drew yeah. on Friday night. It's going to be awesome. And she's bringing a bunch of girls and like girls from work. It's just going to be girls, girls, girls. All the girls who think I'm boring. Can't wait. Yeah, they're all going to be here. Uh, next week on the show, you will get to hear the story about uh, my sister and the medium. More unless Russell you, Brand. I'll be burn it during the live show. What's that? Well, maybe I will. Gosh. We'll see. I'm going to put my sister on blast. Uh, big thanks to Dean Del Rey, at Dean Del Rey on Twitter. Also, poolside with DeanDelRay.com. Obviously a loss for the Toad Hop Network, uh, but a gain for people who like to have an additional website to go to. <laughs> so, 
FullSideWithDetailRay.com. That's a huge group of people. He's really. Thanks to Tank Sanchez for showing up. That was awesome. Thank you. I hope Tank is still here. And uh, to that fan who's now a huge fan of the two guys on a mic, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, good night from Los Angeles. Uh, Joe Stapleton has one thing left to say. <laughs> Smell you later. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. <laughs>